Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking and Billy Bones. A Paolo Dicano. West Ham United. We celebrate we stick together in defeat I'm proud of our history West Ham United More than just a podcast More than just a podcast Good morning, good afternoon or good evening This is more than just a podcast Podcast. Podcast. It is episode fifty-six of season ten. This has got to be the last episode of season ten because next week we've actually got um, a new season, so it'll be season eleven. That's the way it works. Anyway, um, and you no, and you won't even be here, and I won't even be here. I know I'll be on my holidays. Well, you've you've given the game away. Um, we have got the. Uh, it's, it's like the fifth Beatle, right? <laughs> but in a podcast, um... as long as I'm not Ringo, <laughs> who was the fifth beat? That'd be Stuart Savage. Is it right? It's it's yeah, it's he, it's he got a bang on the Eddie and, and died. It's 1980s Sony Award-winning um, uh, radio presenter Ian Dale. Welcome, Ian. Where are um, you? What are you hello, doing? Hello, I am in my sitting room in Norfolk, not broadcasting to the nation tonight, which is why I'm broadcasting with you. Yeah, I, I love it that basically you're on holiday and your bossman's holiday is you went to visit a friend and you did a cheeky podcast and you've come back to your evening and you're doing another cheeky podcast. I know, I can't, I'm just addicted to the microphone. Take that how you will. There you go. Boom, boom. Um, also, we've got uh, Nigel still on his sabbatical. Uh, that joke's running thin. Um, where are you? What are you doing, Nigel? I'm in my shed. Oh, I didn't put the shed man jingle oh. up, but you know, just pretend oh. it's there. All right, well, I'll, I'll do it. And and finally, no booches, but Canningtown. Then, where are you? What are you doing? In the studio, still replying to emails, doing a podcast with you. Big day for you, isn't it? Shiny. We'll talk about that later. By yeah. the way, this is a jingle. Shedman. Shedman. I do like the new software, right? Recommended by Ian, by the way, Clean Feed, um, because 
Len used to get really upset with the old software. But I do have to load the jingles each time, Ian. Do you, I, I have fed back to the owner, the uh, founder of Gleamfeed, who seems to know you. I mentioned your name in passing. Well, who is it? Uh, I can't remember his name now, but uh, <laughs> you seem to know. Well, I don't do from. jingles or anything on my podcast, so oh um, yeah, I don't you're, that you're not the button monkey. You you probably get Russ Button no. to uh, press buttons for you, don't you? I just download it and send it off, and then it magically appears. And you don't on, do any editing, do you, or anything platforms. like that, or uploading? No, I don't know. It's it's much better that I don't know how to do things like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyhow. Uh, it's the last last podcast of the season. Uh, we start next week. Let, let's start by talking about the Betway Cup. Uh, 11 years of wait... Not 11 years. Six years of waiting to win a cup in normal time that we created. Um, but on Saturday, uh, we won it uh, properly 2-0 um, against Italian team Atlanta. Is it Atalanta? I don't know. Atalanta. Atalanta. <laughs> Did anyone bother to go to the game, first of all, in person? 30,000 there. I'll take that as a no. Nigel, you nearly did, no. didn't you? I nearly did, yeah. I'd, 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 I finished what, what I was doing Saturday earlier than I thought. And it was about half one, quarter to two. And I, was, and I said to my missus, I think I'll go football. And she, like, you know, she was like, whoa, I knew that was coming. And then all of a sudden, it shited down with rain. And, hmm, don't really, because I was going to have to go by a train or park and have like a 10, 15 minute walk. Do I really want to go and, and walk in the rain? No, I didn't. So, of course, watched it on the feed on the telly. And what do I see? Bright sunshine in Stratford. Well, so, Pudding Mill Lane flooded again, go. apparently. Not as bad as before. Well, that's on a downslope, isn't it? So, yeah. Apparently, um, um, I read an article. I, 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 it was, I was tempted to write it, but it was a really interesting article by an architect that said that Pudding Mill Lane and a lot of that was built on floodplains, basically, and that they all knew it. Yes. So apparently yeah, a lot rush. of the flats around um, Hackney Wick, there's no flats on the ground floor for a reason. They put storage on the ground floor because they know it's going to flood. True story. It was, if you look at the old maps that go back, it was known as Leighton Marshes. There you uh, go. And then it became sort of part of the Hackney Marshes um, until it got bulldozed and they built um, warehousing and whatever. Ever. Oh, there you go. was on the island. You but, learn um, something on these podcasts all the time. So you, you did, none of us went, right? We, we, we left that um, to the, uh, the tourists. Um, let's start with our guest, Ian. Did you did you watch the game? I did. I watched it on my laptop. Yeah. And is that illegal for me to do that? I, I, think d- it may I have don't been. think so, because so, I'm sure you'll win one of those country. You happen to pop over to one of those countries where the stream would have been legal because they I paid for the rights. I was in Nicaragua at, at the time. <laughs> there yes. you go. So that's fine. You can say that. Um, <laughs> what wh- what did you make of the game? Did you, was the stream good enough to? Uh, it, it was it was good, and I have to say I don't like going to friendlies because they it's just never right, is it? You, you can see they they no. it's almost as if they treat it as a friendly match. <laughs> Funny that, isn't but it? this one was this one was different. It was. I thought it, it was a really good run out, and I thought we were deserved winners. I thought we played really well, as we have in virtually all of the friendlies, and I've seen 
three or four of them. Uh, so I watched the Celtic match and mm. a couple of the others. And I mean, this is, I think we've played better this preseason than any that I can remember. Though apparently there was one preseason not that long ago where we played brilliantly and then got relegated. So let's not get too carried away. Yeah, we are unbeaten. Yeah, I think we. Uh, Under Abraham, it was. Yeah, uh, so yeah, we got oh relegated after being unbeaten or, or winning every one. What were the highlights for you, Ian? Um, well, Antonio seems to have scored in virtually every friendly match, doesn't he? Yeah. And he does seem to know where, where the goal is. I was reading something um, on one of these wretched sites that come up on News Now. Was it Hammers News? <laughs> somebody had written an article Damien that Lewis. said Antonio, An- Antonio doesn't know where the goal is and he's got a terrible first touch. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is just utter shite. And I think that he's been absolutely outstanding pre-season. And as long as he keeps fit, uh, I mean, that's going to be the main thing, isn't it? Because we know what he can be like. And that's why we really do need to sign another striker of a similar ilk to him. There's no point in signing somebody who plays a completely different style to him. We need somebody who can fit into the team as an Antonio replacement. And and doesn't mind sitting on the bench waiting for him to get injured. Well... I, it's a bit like the goalkeeping situation, isn't it? I mean, we've got more goalkeepers than we've got strikers now, which is a bit <laughs> odd. But what, why would you why would you buy a goalkeeper like Ariola if he's going to sit on the bench? But we've got yeah. real competition for yeah. that position now, and, and about time too. And that's what we need up front as well. Antonio, I, I don't think he is the sort of striker that rests on his laurels anyway, but he certainly wouldn't if there was a good goal-scoring striker sitting on the bench waiting to come on because he knows he's got to perform. Yeah. Um, how about the, a new signing or, or the player who looks like a new signing? Um, I think it was you that said it on our WhatsApp group. Yeah, I, I wrote a story about this last night on Clarity. I Hume, saw that. I thought, how gratuitous is that? Well, Ben Rama, again, has oh, been yeah. one He's of like the stars a new of, of pre- He is like a new signing. He's been one of the stars of pre-season. He lo- He's looking a bit like Jesse Lingard. Funny that, isn't it? Um, yeah. I wrote that and last I think, night. I went, we don't need Jesse. Piss off, Jesse. We yeah. don't need you. If you well, don't want us, well, unrequited love, jilted lover. Did you like those terms I put in? Yeah, but I'd still have him back if, if he... Oh, would I you? I still don't think it's impossible oh, that he will two-timer, come, to be honest. But um, the way Ben Rama clearly is a confidence player, and I'm afraid much as I admired David Moyes' performance last season, I didn't think he gave Ben Rama a lot of confidence in some of the remarks that he made about him. But he's showing us now what he can do, and he just needs to reproduce that in the Premier League. Let's hope he does it. Yeah, yeah. Good, let's move on. I think Moyes should sit him down and say, right, you are my first choice in that position this season, and I think he would respond to that. Yeah, I think he's got to be... um... Len, we um, Hello, mate. we're missing a few players. Um, Lanzini, if you saw, he was missing. He had a knock, but precautionary, he was kept out. He's supposed to be okay. Obonna uh, had a hamstring, should be ready for next week for Newcastle away, I'm told, but sort of kept out precautionary. Um, Darren Randolph was missing. Um, no one seems to tell me why, but we know why that is, because want, they want to sell him, they didn't want to risk him, and, and David Martin was on the bench. Um, Bowen came back and played the second half. There was someone else injured. Who who else was missing? There was one other. Oh, Arthur Masuaku, who's still trying to get up to full fitness from his um, his knee injury. Um, apart from that, everyone's back. You know, Rice was back. Suchek was back. Um, Sufau was back. Um, what 
what was your highlights from the game? Assuming you watched it, I've made this big build-up, Led, and you might go, yeah, didn't watch it, it was out. I was, yeah, I was watching it. I was in and out of it a little bit. Um, I thought we played quite well. Yeah. Are you a Benny you fan? A question or? You a Benny uh, fan? Benny, I, well, I much prefer him in that position without Lingard, as you say. Um, you got to relieve him his, of his defensive duties. So I'm pleased to see it. How about um, Ariola? Ariola or Fabianski? I was... I was um, well, I was disappointed not to see Ariola play, be it a friendly, but, you know, I suppose you've got to be patient. Well, he did play. Well, he did. I'll, I'll miss that bit. Oh, yeah, he played second half. <laughs> he came on second half. No, I didn't see that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. When you say you were in and out, you were in the first half when that out the second half. Maybe. Well, when when I was in at the second half, it was, it was down the end we were attacking, obviously. Oh, right. Yeah, I okay. was well, that's, that's a, a fair point. Bit. There's a, a lot point. going on. Uh, how about it's only a friendly I don't really care four, four like nails, four another goal you know he's an underrated player that, that seems to be coming not in not by me he's not really not by me he isn't well he's never been underrated by you no he's not underrated I think he's one of our better players personally yeah good who else shines out for you Is was there was there anyone you said well they they had a I think Ben Rama won the the man of the match, but uh, anyone Did else he? sort of highlighted saying he looks like he's going to have a good season? No, I mean they're just all steady players to me. No yeah. one's particularly standing out. I mean Benny's in the at number ten, which he should roll that he should thrive on now. Yeah. So I'm pleased for him. Good. Gets a fresh start, doesn't he? And Lightning. the thing is, they've got but a system that they played last season, yep. and they played it in that all the pre-season friendlies they played in the same way. I mean, they've altered it a little bit from time to time. Um, but they just look really comfortable on the ball, they and do. they could when they pass it at pace. You've actually got confidence that something is going to happen, whereas that just wasn't yeah. there a couple of seasons ago. I think uh, between them and the academy, I, I, I did an article on it. It's like they scored thirty-two goals, which for a pre-season is not bad. You know, I know, I know Nigel will say pre-seasons don't matter, but you know what? It's great that we're scoring <coughs> so many goals and conceding so few. Um, Maybe it's not at Premier League pace, but, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. Nigel, last but not least, Hello. Betway Cup, silverware, goes with our Intertoto Cup of 1999, goes with our <laughs> 2016 Betway Cup we won on penalties. Um, the cupboard is no longer bare, Nigel. Well, if only we had a trophy cabinet that they hadn't sold when we moved to put it in. <laughs> Is that story, true? Did we sell the trophy cabinet? Well, we sold everything else, didn't we? Yeah, I know, but I thought most other things We sold things the trophies. Terry was, Brown's house, To be honest, no? <laughs> we did sell the trophies that was in the trophy cabinets. Yeah. So, why okay. keep the cabinet? I mean, it's like selling season ticket holders in the club shop when you're not going to have any season ticket cards. <laughs> Are they but still again, selling season ticket holders? But then again, oh, if they are, if they me, are, that's a story on its own. As 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 someone sent it to me last week, and I was chuckling with someone, um, that uh, yes, they discounted them from five pound to four pound. This was when the club was officially not having season ticket oh. holders. So giving way to pressure it today. Did make you wonder. I mean, I'm sure the club probably will 
say, well, you know, we was always, uh, it was Alan Day who sent it to me. Mm. The, uh, They've given Skoda way dealer. to the more than just a podcast campaign against uh, digital season tickets today. Well, I think there was more people involved, collective, more than mm. just one um, one group of people. And and to be honest, yeah, I don't think they'd have listened to any of us. So the proof was in the pudding at the weekend. Well, yeah, We've Liverpool. all seen the stories. So, not Liverpool, but the amount of people at West Ham. I yeah, well, yeah, Apple so, Pay issues, I hear, and um, one person wrote to us. double that, bearing in mind only 30,000, so the ground was yeah, only half full. 30-minute way, 60, people with mobile, yeah. that five times it didn't go through. And um, I did you get know, told by the so, club. <laughs> the club rung me up this morning, <laughs> just before they made the announcement, said, look, we're going to make an announcement. And, you know, they ring you a lot, don't they? They do, <laughs> just before we came on air. Um, <laughs> and they said, we're going to make that announcement, it's embargo, blah, blah, blah. And um, and they said, do you do know, Sean? I said, yeah. There were under 10 people who came to ask for their tickets to be printed off. I went, well, great. That's a load of old guff. And they said, well, I what? said... under 10? Under 10. So there was nine people that came to that special oh, exclusive window to off. print off their thing. That's what they under told me. Under 10. Nine Yeah, people. well, there's a word for that. Nine oh, people. Don't <laughs> you know, start. They? If that's true, well, all nine of them complained on Facebook. <laughs> so what, what's the what waiting to have their thing printed off not people who printed off before yeah, that they couldn't right. get in and they had to go and get them printed off ok alright anyway that's what I was told anyway let's let's move on um, what's been in the news we could talk about transfers we well, could talk what, about takeovers talk about the game then oh yeah of course I didn't finish You'd, I'd give you a chance you moved on yeah talk about the game no, I didn't move on you moved on go on yeah, well pre-season friendlies don't matter really do well that, that's what I know that's your view <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, Sean. look, well, I, the reason I say that is because it, it's more about the performance than the result. But if you look at the way we've performed in the pre season friendlies, is that um, if you hit the ground running like we have, you've got a lot to be confident about going into the season. There was a lot of negativity flying about a week or week or so ago on, on certain areas of, of social media where people were worried that if we didn't sign anyone, we were facing relegation, <laughs> yeah. which I always struggle to understand, bearing in mind that the same squad's just had the best ever season in the yeah. Premier League for West Ham United. So I couldn't tally the two up. And I think the fact that people are getting to see the team play can see, actually, they're still a good squad. They're still playing well. Yes, we need more bodies to come in and fill it out. But if, if you know, if you could put out the best eleven in seventy percent of the games, we're going to have a good season. Now, that's a that's a you know you got to have a lot of luck to be able to put your best eleven out in seventy percent of the games. But it is possible. So you know, I live in confidence. You know, I wait for the transfers to happen. Or not happen before you know before trundling down that road, but you know it was good. I watched the game. We had a good feed. I watched poor old Anton on Iron United in the first half, struggling to do a watch along on his own. <laughs> um, so I actually joined him for the second half, which was which was good to do because the stream I had didn't have any commentary. Mm. Yeah, I, I have foreign commentary, but I I, I was doing a watch along with. Um, a chap called Daya, who I've only just been introduced to, Steve Day, who's a um, West Ham fan and a Cardiff fan, who's, who's quite well known in, 
he, he did some stuff about Pi Capital. So well known, no one had heard of him until two weeks ago. Well, not, if you look up him on, on Google, you find all kinds of things he's done with Cardiff on hiring oh, ship. Apparently, and, and also hired the whole Hold up a minute, hold up a minute. Hold up. Go on. Cardiff and West Ham. Yeah. I'm sure there's another link somewhere between <laughs> yeah, the There is. Person. Anyway, oh, he's, he also back. knows Sam Manning. Are Man, you sure he's not... But called... he was doing a watch-along. It was hilarious. He was doing a watch-along with his mate, right, on the West Brom game for, for the championship. And there was like seven or eight people watching. It's a bit like a, more than just a podcast. And, uh, and they weren't actually watching it. They were on their phones. <laughs> there was a watch-along where they weren't watching along. Uh, it was so bad, it was good. Do you know that kind of stuff? That's why people listen I to this, think probably. that's probably what happened on Saturday with me and Anton. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. I'm not a fan of watching along. No, me I just neither. Felt, I just thought Anton was like on his own, trying to hold a fault. And he was, you know, fair play to him. He's, I don't think his missus was well, so he had the kids coming in and out as well. Oh, really? And I thought he needed a bit of help. And it was funny, because he did text me and say, do you fancy coming on in the first half? And I just went, nope. No, Ian, you ever done a watch along? I'm, I'm going to sound a bit odd here, but what is a watch along? <laughs> so, so what it is? Watch along, isn't it? It's on YouTube where they're not actually showing the game, but they're watching the game on a delay, and therefore, if you're watching it and they're watching along and they're commentating on it out of sync to where you're watching it, that's a watch along. Why would anyone want to do that? I don't know. I can't work this out either. <laughs> yeah, we we've not I'll, been at. I'll, I'll tell you what. They had they had nearly a thousand watching uh, on on um, on um, Irons United to begin with, but then I think the Algerians got a bit fed up and buggered off. Yeah, I don't. Well, get so it. you're watching the game on your TV, and yeah. you've got YouTube yeah. on your phone or your laptop, yeah. and you're listening to people commentating on it, not at the same time as you're watching it. I mean, that sounds riveting. Sure. No, no, no. It gets better because the actual people. It's more more than one person. The people who are commentating it often are at different parts of their stream as well. So they're not yeah, even yeah. in sync. So there's about four people yeah. on, all at different parts I mean, of the th- game. This sounds you're... a bit like when I interview <laughs> Boris Johnson, where he's not quite on the same planet as I am. <laughs> oh, don't say that about Boris. I thought you were a, he was a mate of yours. Well, I like Boris. him, but, I mean, there's a limit. Anyway, anyhow. I where I'd like him. <laughs> Oi, come on. <laughs> It's not a Bash Boris podcast. There's enough of them around anyway. He's done a very good job in the pandemic. Um, he, he, I'll tell you what, he did a good job getting rid of the Olympic Stadium for the taxpayers, didn't he? Well, West Ham did all he right. He did such it. a good job for the taxpayers, we put him in charge of the country. So when the country no, goes that was, up... that was all Ken Livingston and Tessa Jowell. Well, Boris did the deal and signed off on it, didn't he? Anyway, it's not a political podcast. It is a football podcast. Let's move it back to the football. We've 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 done the Betway Cup tick. Um, in the news, what we want to do: transfers, takeover, or digital tickets. Which one do we want to talk about first? You well, decide, Sean. Yeah, you're the host. Do it in that order. Well, let's, so let's talk like? about transfers because. Um, Look, we 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 haven't got a long left, have we? We've got less than a week left till the season starts, and and we're at fever pitch, and you know the numbers are quite good on on certain websites, and um, but we are still struggling, and and you know if you read Sky, I've just put a, and I'm very unpopular post up just before I came on air, saying. Um, 
Miklovic is, is not close. It's Florentina centre-back. We haven't moved on. Sky reporting he's on a plane. <laughs> so are the Italian. Yeah, he's said a good, his goodbyes to um, to the, the training ground. He's off. The deal's done. 40 million plus extras, you know. And spoke to the senior source. He went, no, he's, he's one of many. And I spoke to someone else to back that up just to make sure. And they went, yeah, he's, you know. We've reopened talks with Zuma. We're we're looking at that car guy how, from. How can they reopen talks with Zuma when that seemed to be an absolute dead end? Where he said he didn't want to come to us yeah. and Chelsea didn't want to let him go. I don't get how that can be reopened just like that. Well, things can change in an instant. Depends on what happens, who they're going to bring in, in transfer world, Ian. It can change in an instant. They say, what do they what do they say about politics? A week is a long time in politics. An hour is a long time in transfer markets. No, it's it's more like what Disraeli said about <laughs> statistics: lies, damned lies, <laughs> and transfer rumours. Well, look, there's a lot of agents, right? In, in, and look, part of the problem with this Florentina guy is is agents, right? They all they lie to you. Uh, they play one off one club off against the other, and they tell you what you want to hear and. Yeah, what can I say? Um, we are still interested. He's still an option, but I'm told he's one of many. We're really struggling to find a um, striker. We really like Tammy Abraham, but I've been told, uh, despite reports, Chelsea still value him at £40 million and un- unwilling to budge. I'm also told that the agent wanted £160,000 a week for his client, even though... I think he's reported to be on £80,000 a week on um, at Chelsea, which equally we wouldn't pay. Um, I'm told David Moyes really did like t- Tammy Abraham, but, but, but we can't afford him at that price. And they are struggling to find anyone else. And I know some of you will go, oh, well, look, well, you know, Danny Ings went, you know, to Villa. But, you know... All, all that they can work with is a list given to them by David Moyes, and we have to work within the wage budget, right? The the current wage structure, and the amount of money available. We all know it's not unlimited. Um, I'm told well, it's not unlimited, but we haven't actually spent a single pound yet, apart from a loan signing. That's true. That's true. Give them time, though. I think a lot will happen well, in the week I'm away. You- well, I hope you're right because you you say give them time, but we've been down this road before with uh, with the current ownership, mm-hmm. uh, where they leave it right till the last minute, hoping that they're going to get a bargain, and then they end up having to sign loan players. Oh, well, funny you should say is, that, Ian, because they have is, got some loan signings um, up their sleeves. If well, I bet they have. <laughs> but do do you not think, Sean, that the 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 lack of incoming players and the lack of money being spent? could be partly to do with all of these um, rumours about the sale of a club. Because no. if you're going to sell, no. what you don't want to do is fork out 80 million quid on players and then not recoup no. it in the uh, sale price. It may be about many things, but it's not about that. They do not take it seriously one little bit, this pie capital. They will not sell. This is not a factor in their thinking. You may you may say, you know, David Moyes is a bit of a diverer and he treats it like his own money and he takes his time. You may say that the ball don't want to spend money because it's been a tough time financially for the club. But whether Pie Capital and a takeover room has any fact on their spending, absolutely not. The other okay. two, you can well, argue. The, this one, no, in my view. 
Okay, Nathan Phillips, who whenever I've seen him play, he's been man of the match in every single match I've seen him. But and he played a few games for Liverpool last season. Mm. Available at fifteen million now. The, the Liverpool side had said that West Ham want to buy him. Is there, do you think there's any truth in that? I think he's. I, he, so. I think he's an so option along with all the others. But but that will be David Moyes. You know, I, I've been told today there are many options for centre backs. Um, I have been told the name Nat Phillips in the past, so I think he's one of many options. I'm sure Carr is. I mean, there are other centre-backs. He will want to sign one centre-back. You know, talk of signing two, I think, are far-fetched. Talk of um, Issa Diop being sold, won't happen now. You know, I don't think we're looking to sell any players beyond Darren Randolph, to be honest. And I see... And Winston um, Reid. Well, Winston Reid, if anyone would buy him. Well, you see... Wilson Reed, I don't understand. Why wouldn't he be considered? He's still a good know. player. He's, he's, I don't think he's not. I don't know. You'd have to ask David Moyes, but I, I just all I get told is he's not in um, David Moyes' plans. Whether that would change, well, he seemed to be know, going to Brentford, but but he clearly isn't. Um, and you know, uh, he's on big wages, as you know, and and I think they would. They would cancel his... I think they have offered to cancel his contract by mutual consent for a percentage of his remaining wages. And, and you know, as is his right, he's decided not to. Um, mm. Because, you know, as I think Nigel said before, you know, if you if you contract to pay a certain amount of money, why should you discount it, you know? I know, we'll see. Um, I still think they're holding on for Jesse Lingard. I really do. That you know, I think there was this plan that oh, let's see how he starts the season, and see if he changes his mind when he finds out he's not in the team. But then he went off and got COVID, and he's self-isolating, so he's going to miss the first game anyway. And I don't know if he's going to be fit for the second game, so that that one's not going to work. Um, but you know, we were never in for Pereira in the first place. We made an early inquiry. I spoke to an agent involved, and they made an early inquiry. But we never made a bid, and we were never serious. I don't think he's a, um, a a David Moyes player. But I think we're in we're in the market for a, a an attacking midfielder still. Even with you know as a backup, if Bimrama is going to be the top one, we definitely want a striker, uh, and we want a cent you know a centre back. And just I, on the on the striker front, this Ockerflex I think looks a serious player. He does. Yeah. So he he may become the natural deputy. I and mean, he's a different kind of player to Antonio in, in many yeah. ways. But he, what from okay, we've only seen a few minutes of him, but he does look a bit of a prospect. We well, he scored like six goals, five or six goals in in both the academy and he he was scored for the first team because he scored against yeah. his old squad, yeah. uh, a club um, Celtic as well. Well. Uh, and there's other um, guys. It's Thierry Nevers. He's been signed yeah, already. He got a hat trick in one game, didn't he? He did, and then he got a groin injury, and he's he's yeah. been injured ever since. But yeah, no, he he looks promising as well. And when people laugh, Ian, on this podcast, the other presenters, when I mention that we have signed our fifth signing, and they all titter. Um, that uh, <laughs> no, nay, and thrice nay. Uh, exactly. You know, they say I can't count um, Craig Dawson. Dawson. Of course, no, I can. you can't. Yes, I can. He <laughs> was going to leave if we you hadn't assigned him. Twice, yes, I can, can count him. He was alone. He would have gone back <laughs> if we hadn't assigned him. Yes, I can. I saw a good, very subtle joke on Twitter today. I can't remember who it was from. But he says, we've got some 
signings lined up that uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan's alone again, naturally. Yeah. No? Not a Gilbert O'Sullivan fan? No. It was a not tumbleweed really. moment, wasn't it? I don't know. I thought it was good. Oh, it's Gilbert one of them called Claire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Alone again, naturally. That's always good. <laughs> Maybe we're just too highbrow for Sean and I, Ian. I, 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 I think, Len, it, it's a joke for a certain generation, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. But that's definitely your generation. Too young for Ian. <laughs> yeah. I know what Sean said. <laughs> I don't get you. You're, you're, um, I was sorry. I was, re- I was looking at something sent to me um, on Twitter. Sean isn't discreet about stealing X info. Literally minutes after X releases something, suddenly CNH's top source message them with exactly the same info. There you go. I steal X's. What you got to say um, about that, Sean? <laughs> we don't talk about how sausages are made. Um, <laughs> it doesn't the other way, though, more often than not. Oh, we don't talk how sausages are made. Stuff. We don't talk how sausages are made, Ian. Um, I like a good sausage. Oh, I bet you do. Uh, is, there, is there anything you want to... I'm happy to ask any questions, and maybe our, our listeners will ask questions. Is there anything you want to ask me about um, transfers that I won't be able to answer before we move on to takeovers? No, I'd like you to answer that question that the person on Twitter just yeah. put on Pops. Yeah. Um, I think that what happens is... So did you steal X's l- No, I didn't. Uh, I think uh, maybe we shared the same source. <laughs> there you go. And there, there you is go. your answer, Peggy. Anyway, um, Pi Capital. Uh, we last Hang on week... a minute. Right. Hang on. Who said, right? Who started this P A I spells Pi? I don't know. It's a good. Why it's... does it? It's a good question, actually. It sounds good, isn't it? It's like pie well, so in the sky, isn't it? Pie and mash and stuff like that, and pie in the sky. So who yeah. started? This is like the crossed hammers, the crossed arms, or the crossed hammers. Who started this, and why does it keep on running? <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that question. All right. Crossed hammers. As you, you know, were. who I think started the crossed hammers. I think it was Carlos Tevez. Was it? I think it. it, it think it all stems from because gold sullivan sort of started doing a lot when he bought the club and then people sort of picked up on it but it, it weren't a done thing really that i remember up until tevez came back with man united and he stood in the center circle and did the crossed arms to all the stands i think before the game and then I don't, it's sort of around that time, I've, it sort of came more prevalent. Of course, it was something I never really took to. No. <laughs> Even though, if you know the right people, there is a photograph of me doing it. <laughs> but that was in 2010. Um, so, but yeah, th- th- and then Sullivan bought the club and obviously he, he used it a lot and it sort of then expands. I, I don't object to it, I just find it, there's some real good proper crossed arms and then you've got people who sort of do because it can be mixed up with the handcuffs sign so if you only do your wrists it looks like being handcuffed um which i'm sure sean knows all about (laughs) 
Why would you say that about me? <laughs> well, I bet you've had a few handcuffs on in your time, and I don't mean from the old Bill Weaver. <laughs> that is not true That's what they say about what goes on in Surrey. It just is not true. <laughs> no, yeah, in your hot tub parties, we know. Go on, crack on. Anyway. I've got a hot tub. Oh, have you? What hot have tub you? have you got? I don't know what it is. When we bought the house in Norfolk, there's a building down the bottom of the garden. It's housed in that. In eight years, I think I've only been in about six times. Oh, really? You don't keep it running and with chemicals and everything? Um, it, we empty it at the end of the summer. Ah. It takes a lot of looking after. People don't uh, understand. Hot tubs need to be looked after every couple of days. It's a bit of an art. Anyway. Well, it depends it's not... what you put in them, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, takeover, Pie Capital. Um, obviously, last time we spoke, we were waiting for the um, statement. We've got the statement. I'm not sure. Then we had um, the shock that um, the Ferdinand brothers were behind it. In comes Rio, Man United fan who wants Rice to go to Man United. And Anton, no disrespect to Anton, but not the West Ham legend they led us to believe it was. Um putting their weight behind it. I'm start with you, Ian, because I know you've looked into this a bit. What, what what do you make of the whole pie capital approach? Um, I thought the statement that they put out last week was about the worst kind of statement you could ever put out because it, it didn't really say anything. It, it looked clear that they were more interested in property than anything else. Hmm. And then you think, well, how can that be? Because even if they bought West Ham, they don't buy the stadium. And then they maintained that they'd got heads of agreement or words of that to that effect with the LDDC. And you think, why on earth would the LDDC enter into any negotiations with a company that had no working capital to speak of, yeah. that had not come to an agreement with West Ham, wasn't even in discussions with an agreement with, in an agreement with West Ham. So either something weird is going on there that none of us know about, or it's not true. Now, then they have, you're, you're right, there's some Rio Ferdinand and Anton Ferdinand statements as well. And I suppose if you are naive innocents and you don't actually know anything about West Ham history, you would look at Rio Ferdinand and say, well, he is a true West Ham legend. And in some ways he is. But as you say, Sean, the comments he made about Declan Rice going to Manchester United, I think that shows where um, his loyalties really lie. And the, the fact that he was there for a long time, I, I don't blame him for that. But he, to then come up with Andy, you think, well, couldn't they have actually done a little bit better? I don't think they're getting very good PR advice. No. I know for a fact that they've brought they brought in somebody new to uh, advise them on that, um, somebody who used to work for Peter Mandelson. Um, so I think they realise that they need to improve their messaging. Now, I know they've reached out to you. They've reached out to me. I haven't gone back to them yet. Um I, I've got an article ready to publish on the site, which I want to get their reaction to some of the questions that we're asking before we print it, because it's, shall we say, fair stuff. Mm. So um, they have agreed to do an interview. Uh, I think they want to do it on my radio show, which when I'm on holiday for two weeks, is not going to happen. So I'm going to go back to them tomorrow and maybe arrange something that can be done as a podcast. I don't know. 
And I've also had another approach uh, from the guy that's heading it all up, which I haven't responded to yet. So they are they are clearly serious in trying to affect something. But whether this is the right way to go about it, I, I know that, um, I mean, normally in these situations, you do not go public on things like this no, you, until you, you've you, at least gone part on the track. No. I yeah. mean... As Daya went, right, who, who's apparently been involved in, in a number of takeover bids and knows Sam O'Man and helped him uh, by God if he said, you know, you slap in a non-disclosure very early on. Yeah. And and then you start doing your due diligence and, and then you do your proof of funds, you show, you know, sometimes you put money in escrow. What you don't do is start doing your talking through the media. and, and no, Especially when you must know that you, you've got people involved who, shall we say, um, have had questions about them in the past. I mean, what, one of the chief guys apparently has had an Interpol um, thing yeah, out on him. Now, it's, he it's may well have... There, by the way. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that's no, all public record, so it's, it's not and he, he, he He says he has a complete explanation for that. Well, he may well do, and I hope he has, because what we don't want to do is, if the club is sold, and this is where, when I listen to this podcast every week i sometimes think well be careful what you wish for because although sullivan and gold may not be the ideal owners they're damn sight better than some people who might come in i mean we we saw what happened with qpr and philip beard who's heading up this bid obviously was um, at qpr as chief executive now that hasn't exactly gone that well there may be all sorts of reasons that i don't yeah. know about for that but what i don't know if any of you subscribe to the athletic but if you don't uh, it's well worth the money because they do some brilliant long read articles and i was reading one the other day about what's happened at swindon town um a, a club i've always sort of quite liked and I mean, it's, a, it's an absolute shambles what they've gone through. Yeah. And, and you think, well, if you get the wrong owner, and ostensibly they got the right owner, former Norwich player Lee Power, who everyone thought would be really good. And I mean, he's, he's just been an absolute disaster and has now gone. And they got to the stage where they hadn't actually got enough players to uh, form a pre-season pre friendly squad. But, and then they won the first match 3-1, so the top of the league. Well, good on them. But we could get in that situation if the wrong people come in. Now, I'm not saying that these are necessarily the wrong people, but they've got quite a long way to go to convince me that they're the right people. I, I'm not convinced, and I've said this before, they've got the right money. I know, look, I've spoken, no, no secret, obviously, I've spoken to people at the club they're not selling to these people and under any circumstances they say the two principal shareholders will not sell to them they've not provided proof of funds they insist to this day uh, and, and that is a legal term proof well, they of say funds, they have right um, and they haven't made a formal bid you know an email is not a formal bid unless you provide proof of funds and the proof of funds is through a legal um, company to show that you've got funds and not funds by the way it is shown that they do manage around 574 million pound of assets right most of which is related to a video wall company from china right they bought 24 percent of it last year this is a new company pi capital founded last year it's not it's not to be confused with pi partners that have got 13 billion and it's got hundreds of millions being managed but not billions or and, and again, these, these are assets in a private equity company, as I'm sure you're aware, Ian. These assets belong to their investors. You know, it's not their money to use. They would have to raise mm. a new fund. 
high wealth individuals these tend to be and it appears they concentrate on the Russian market and the Chinese market and, and target high wealth individuals that want to invest but those kind of people want money they want returns I'm sorry I don't see how West Ham Football Club gives you a return you know I, I'm worried about a leverage buyout like that happened at Burnley where they get some of the money and then they borrow they get the company to borrow to 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 buy themselves to buy the rest of the company so but but I'm I'm assured this is a non-story because they're not going to sell I have spoken to people um, at the London Assembly I have spoken to people at LLDC I have slapped in a freedom information request against LLDC to release the, the emails and the minutes and whatever's gone on behind the scenes and we'll see what happens in early September but you know my own personal view is this will wither and die this will not come you know for people well I'm not sure I agree with that I think this is going to go on um, they would not be making this effort uh, if if they didn't have something there. Now, my problem is that if I interview these people, I don't have the financial background to really maybe get into the detail. And I know you you do, Sean, in in, yeah. in many ways. So if if we if I get this interview with Philip Beard, um, I'd like to do it with you. And if I get the interview with the other guy, which he has offered it. Um, the the person who's written the article for my for my website, who's an investigative journalist, um, I think he's going to do it with me because I I can do the football stuff, but I, I I can't do the the financial side. Interesting thing about Nasib, and 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 I, and I you know this is from his own biography. He trained to be a journalist. Do you know this? Mm, yeah. Yeah. He 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 trained to be a journalist, and obviously his father went, "No, nah, you got to run the company, mate." And uh, he his first few jobs were. Is that running... how he said it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Azerbaijani. Whatever. Well, that sounds like a cockney then. You better get him in. Deal. Uh, well, actually, he did, he did go Nigel, to Nigel, I think we need a bit of your Azerbaijan accent. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was a journalist for the first One few years. Company. And he worked for a number of media companies and Discovery Channel or whatever. It's it's all in there. And, um, and We must then, be loaded then. And then swapped to find... Well, interestingly, this is the other thing. I've I've looked a long time. You know, there's all kinds of public information about Panama Papers and Interpol and arrests and investigations and you know a, a massive web of information about these but you can't find out their net worth and in fact the whole Interpol and arrest of his father seems to be involved around money they borrowed from the National Azerbaijani Bank and didn't pay back and his father was only released and this is public record when uh, he started paying back the bank loans so I don't know enough about PNN Group, um, uh, which is where the family money has. But it, it was involved. It, it, it launched the first um, KFC franchise, WH Smith, in Russia. It, it's got involved in a number of franchise operations across the former, former Soviet Union. And they've made a lot of money from oil and gas. How much, I don't know, but they seem to borrow a lot of money as well. And you never know from the outside, is the family rich or is it all on, you know, do they borrow very heavily and actually you don't really know the, so we don't know the net worth of the family, this individual. Um, but, but we've got to remember, Pi Capital is a private invest uh, equity company. So potentially this is not their money. This is their client's money. But we shall see. My view is they haven't got the money, and this is a 
publicity part to raise money from investors to make a proper bid. Um, it has been reported in France they did the same with Marseille but again just repeating taking at face value what I've read about the individuals involved in this but we shall see as you say and yes Ian I'd love to um, interview Philip Beard with you as well um, if he agrees he did start following me on Twitter and I did message him but he, he hasn't replied as yet um, I offered him I mean, interview as well oh, you know the, 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 the thing about this is is that um, there's the there's the fit and proper persons test. Yeah. So it it makes you wonder if the likes of Philip Beard are brought in to be the front people. Um, I don't think so. Let me tell you why I got think football experience. But that's not why I think I, he's coming in, though, Nigel. What what, so did, what what is his fame? What did? Well, he, 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 I, well I think what you're going to allude to is the fact that he was at the O2 yeah he turned around the O2 he worked for he was a president of Live Nation and he turned yeah. around a white elephant that was a Millennium Dome and helped transform it I mean is O2. it Live Nation that's planning to build a sphere in Stratford or is it uh, the rival of Live Nation it's, it's a new concert Madison venue planned for Square Garden, isn't it? MSG. Oh, is it? Sphere. Oh, right. So it's, it's them, yes. Yeah. So there's a plan to build a 20,000 uh, indoor concert venue that's going to be a, 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 a globe sphere that's going to light up um, near to Stratford Station, I believe, in Westfields. Then it will be to the stadium. I didn't know if that was, but I don't know if that's in the Olympic well, Park. Or it's not it was actually. On railway so land. That that's what I thought. Let me tell you. <coughs> that's what West, I thought. Westfield owned yeah. that land, and they sold it um, to MSG for like nine million. It was going to be a ski slope. Do you know this? It yeah, it's, they've slope. been arguing about it for. <laughs> I've been following the story in the New Recorder for about two yeah. two years now. Um, so it's been toing and froing. It was before COVID. There was big talk of it happening. Um, it could be a rival for Beckton Alp. Well, yeah. Does that still Alp, exist? No, that's sadly uh, uh, long demise. What the Beckton Alp was, Ian? What they created? I, 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 I went down the Beckton Alp once. Oh, was it? And that's not oh, a euphemism. It, it, was, it was the slag heap um, from the Beckton Gasworks. Uh, yes the Bex and Gasworks was eventually they shot a full metal jacket full metal which jacket was fantastic because you could you, you, if you if you got the bus round um round to there and, and, and walked for a little bit up to the Gasworks up Windsor Terrace <laughs> you could see all these jeeps going about and, and and American soldiers and this was before the new road to the docks was built um, Oasis filmed a video there. I think Culture Club filmed a video there in Bex and Gasworks. I think Kubrick had um, another film there as well. <laughs> We're drifting, as we sometimes Sorry. do. Well, it's all these London. Pi yeah. Capital, Nigel. That's the, what's your, P A I. So, what's my take? First, when I thought, I thought, is this what I want? And then you think, well, no, I've never wanted an equity company to run West Ham United. I've never wanted to be that type of football club or whatever but then I look at it and I think well West Ham's not the football club anymore anyway that 
are, you know, I would have liked it to have remained. We're, we're not at Upton Park anymore. Uh, we, we've they, they've sold off everything. They've sold off a lot of our history um, in in the auction. I'm not just talking about the stadium, but all, all, all the other stuff that was there as well. So, I mean, these are people that have supported West Ham supposedly. David Gold all his life. David Sullivan when he had enough support in Cardiff. And if if they hang on, Nazib has supported West Ham and England from Azerbaijan since 1986. Well, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, but if they're going to do that, then at the end of the day, if someone that's not, does it matter? Not really, actually. As long as they do right by the club. Name a consortium. They call themselves, their words, a consortium. Name a successful consortium in the Premier League. Well, no, and that's the thing that people got to, got to look at because this is not uh, um, this is not a Leicester style owner. This is not. I don't even think it's a Man City style owner. Even though I don't know, Man City are owned by I thought a wealth fund created by a country though, rather than um, a, a group of individuals raising investment. I mean, even Man United of such, who, who, when the Glazers took over, leveraged the debt, they were a family. So, and and were controlled as a family rather than by investors in the club. So, on the face of it, do I want these people? What I'm hoping is their interest may smoke out others. If we look back to um, 2005 uh, and six. Uh, Joel Bukayan wanted to buy the football club. Now, Joel Bukayan was the front man, was the football man, and he was backed by some uh, Russian and Georgian business people um, who both, sadly, are not alive anymore. Take that what you will. Uh, and they both died early. Um, but And that was sort of done the same way. Uh, but they were going to take over West Ham to use it as a nursery club for their players. So for football reasons, where these lots seem to be taking over, they want the whole deal. But if they got the whole park and took over it and made it successful, then there's a bit of me that thinks, well, hey-ho, why not? You, you seem so to I'm be on coming round to them. Last week, you didn't want to know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So well, yeah, because now I'm thinking, actually... I'm against them. Would you know if we were at Upton Park? I'd, I'd, you know, it'd be man the barricade, stop the people from taking over. But we're not there, so actually, it's different. And actually, if if and and this is the thing, you won't know till they buy the club and do it. If they can take make the club even more successful, bring bring proper success, then hey ho, let's do it. But the thing is, there's no way of knowing, is there? Until they do it. They could come and we could sink like a stone and they could bankrupt the club. Yeah. The only good you thing about West Ham... You seem to be West very Ham, okay about see. that. You seem to be very blasé. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Yeah, saying, but the yeah, reason for not? that is... Hold up. If uh, West Ham will never go... West Ham United will never cease to exist. We'll never go out of business. Because even if we went in bankrupt and went into administration, dropped a couple of leagues, someone will still buy the club. Because we're the fourth biggest club in London. We've got a fan base that goes all around the world. We're as big, fan base-wise, we're, we're as big as Tottenham and we're as big as Chelsea, if not bigger. So there will always be people willing to buy the club. I can't work out price. if you're sitting on the fence 
or you're coming way round to them. I, I'm I'm confused. No, I'm sitting on the fence. And, and what I'm saying is, I I just want to see West Ham be successful. I I don't object to the way Golden Sullivan run the club. As say, my objection to their ownership is to do with how they moved us and what they've done. I've never thought they've they've um, shortchanged the club in way of the way they've run the club because I've always believed that the club should be run on them finances. I've never expected an owner to fund it out of their own pocket. So, so I feel I'm a bit different to a lot of people. A lot of people think that Dave Sullivan's a billionaire and should be putting a bit <laughs> all his billion into West Ham. Yeah, yeah. But I don't believe that. But the, the reason why I will never back Golden Sullivan is because of everything that happened from 2010 yeah. to 2016. Yeah, which is water under the bridge. I want to move on. Well, um, no, yeah, no, no, uh, hold up. Right? And this is the thing why I won't let you finish on that. It ain't water under the bridge because well, they it are still... It will, it will be water under the bridge when they've gone. It's crying so over spilled until milk. Until they have gone. No, 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 it's not crying over spilled milk. It's not. Is there any other cliches that I've forgotten? That will apart be there. from water under the bridge and crying over spilt milk. Is there an, a, another suitable one? Um, I can't think of any. There must be. Go well, on. Do you see my point of view, Ian, or do you think I'm barking mad? No, I don't think you're barking mad. I, 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 I do think sometimes that you. I think you have to judge on how the club is run at the moment. And you, you've just admitted that you don't think it's actually that badly run. Um, I, it's very well saying, well, we don't. I don't agree with what they did over the ground. I mean, we, we know that you don't agree with that. But that is now five, six years ago. So, I mean, there are frustrations that I think everyone has with the way that they run the club. You've said that you think they, they do it relatively competently um, up to a point uh, and, and if so, what's the point of sending Karen Brady out all the time if you think the club's well run? Because uh, she is the one that's actually yeah. running it. Well, no, actually, because <laughs> when I say the club's well run, I, I'm, I mean in the way that they um, sort of buy players and run it on an even kill. They try and only spend what the clubs earn, hmm. the bids, whatever. Believe me, I will be forever on Brady out. I feel a lot of it, even the initiative that we'll move on to, I think that stems from her and the people that she's appointed to run departments and the way they do it. And it, and it, and, and, and you the see, fact is that the, the problem is that if the club is sold at some point, and it will be sold at some point, hmm. um, it, it will be for in excess of half a billion pounds. Well, there aren't that many people yes. in the world who have half a billion pounds to invest in a football club, let alone people who have half a billion and then another few hundred million to turn it into what they want it to be. Mm. So inevitably, whoever buys it is not going to be a West Ham fan. They will be buying it no. either as a profit-making business or something to promote their other businesses or to fit, or as a loss maker, uh, as a tax loss, I suppose you yeah. could argue. Now, I'm so not sure not I want then? those people. Well, I instinctively, from what I've seen of them so far, I do not want them to buy the club. I'm happy to give them a hearing, but I, I, I see nothing so far that makes me think... I mean, the text I've had from one of them today, it says about West Ham stroke the Olympic Park. Well, that says everything to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we There's know what they're... And that's what I'm saying, we... It. We know what their gig is. We know what they want to do. Yeah. But for me now, it's almost like, well, am I bothered? Not really. 
I, I also well, don't know how they're going to make wish... a profit out of the Olympic Park. The orbit never made a profit. Loses hundreds of thousands a year. Um, you know, the podium bar where we go to drink loses money. Um, the well, only look, the supporters are clo- the holder of the podium. I know it still there. loses oh. money though. The only no, two, but then that, that listen. The only two venues money, that make any money, right, is the Aquatic Centre, uh, makes yeah, about so one point three million. This is our concern. And the Copper it's Box not our Arena. But it is if they not own the whole concern. lot, Nigel. No, it ain't because I'll tell you what, it won't be West Ham owning it. And the one thing that the only thing that would worry me is and that people need to remember is that if they buy if they buy Uka by Crook, they do buy the stadium. West Ham United will not be the owners of the stadium. I think I make you right. Capital will be the owners of the stadium. That will still or another property company, and then they yeah. might up the rent and suddenly go. Do you oh. know what? We want fifteen million a year or twenty million and, a year and, from West Ham. And we can easily point to the Coventry Cities of this world, yeah. who moved into a new stadium, weren't the bloody owners, and ended up they've moved out twice and yeah. now managed to move back. And they're actually their landlords are London Wasps Rugby Club. Be careful what you wish for. Anyway, um, uh, Len, you get the last say on this. I think you've all been very, very generous with your attention. I think it's a load of old bollocks, all this. (laughs) Hey! I think it's a very, very poor pitch indeed. And I think the moment you come out, you know, trying to turn the fans against the club, deal's already over. Yeah, and you know about pitches. To... to be fair, Lynn, you know, uh, yeah, Lynn, Lynn, um, you know, you spent your whole career in advertising, looking at pitches. Yeah, um, yeah, and I know you said to this privately. This is not how you pitch. Uh, no, uh, it's it it? not. It absolutely isn't. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, and it's, it's it's an actual car crash at the beginning. But what I'm willing to do is to give them time to to realise. And, and, and to lay it out, I, you know, the fact that they've approached Ian to do an interview, you know, this is what they should have done in the beginning. Bosh, so, they shouldn't have gone to an apprentice. Well, um, whatever. I ain't failed apprentice, a bed you know, seller. Yeah, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't a good look. And this is the thing, and this ain't a, a throwing mud at Tom Skinner, but, it, you know, it'd be the same as if they went to you first. Yeah. You know, that ain't the way it, yeah. it should be done. Yeah. You know, there's a way it should be done, and that's not right. But at the end of the day, let's see what they've got to say now, and and then to see because the thing is, what this will do is destabilise the club or the fan base. Yeah. So there will be a strong section of the fan base that if David Golden Sullivan sit there and go, don't care who they are, we ain't selling to them. Yeah. They'll start causing, or not start causing trouble, but they'll be wanting to put pressure on protests and stuff. And, it, and if it ends up in the stadium and everything else, it ain't going to be think, good for fans. Cause yeah, I agree. Be fans that will be that will be on Golden Sullivan's side. There'll be fans that will be on PAI Capital's side. There'll be a lot of fans in the middle going, actually, I don't care who owns the club. I just want to watch football. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it will just create this bad atmosphere around the club again just when we think we're getting ourselves into a good position. One thing I will say is that I think Sullivan and Gold have been absolutely right not to say anything publicly. OK, yeah. they, they, they've, they've leaked a few little off-the-record comments, and that's fine. But I think the worst thing they could do now is, is to make the, the same kind of public statement that PAI have. Yeah. Um, uh, but the other thing is, of course, they say there's no way we're going to sell to these people. Well, everyone has their 
We all know that. Mm. Yeah, but uh, if you remember their statement, Ian, they tr even tried to say in their statement, depends how much is available for transfers yeah. on how much we have to pay for the club. Well, why is that linked? Unless you've got a limited tell you amount what of that money. Was, that, that, for me, was a call to fans to say, help us, get, help us drive them out and get the cover on the cheap. And, 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 and that's mm. the way I don't, I don't yeah. want... I, it, it, in a way, they, they'll probably soon realise that their best way to buy the club is to make it so toxic. Well, I just don't see it. I, I, I was to told by someone, and, and I know you know, Sadiq, that the, the mayor doesn't... was, you know, the LLDC have talked about selling the stadium before to a private company, even West Ham, and it will be very difficult. I've been told by someone who knows Sadiq, it will be very difficult to do while he's still in power. And that's till what? 2024? 2024. Well, yes, maybe. But of course, if he's not standing for re-election, that's quite a powerful thing for a politician where they know that they're not going to have to get votes anymore. Then they can do things which they might not otherwise have done. Now, clearly, if the stadium is sold to somebody, it's going to be a massive loss to the taxpayer, however it's done. And... Uh, I, I, I'm not sure I see that. I, I know on a previous podcast, probably a couple of years ago, Sean, I think you did quite a long section on why it couldn't really happen. Because I've yeah. always thought, well, the obvious thing is for Golden Sullivan to buy the yeah. stadium at a knockdown price. But from what I remember, you explained why there was no way that, that they yeah. could ever really do I, that. I spoke to Karen Bailey personally on this when we were still talking. and um, Haven't you made up yet? Well, we sort of made up. You know, it's not the same, you know. She still don't it's, like them. <laughs> it's never been the same. The relationship's broken. Anyway, what Karen said is, look, we would need a subsidy. You know, there is no way in the way this has been structured with Delaware North and and um, UK Athletics that, you know, it could, it could mm. ever be a, a profit-making stadium. You know, and they have the same problems. There is two... So, the latest accounts have just been released, right? So, 29 million in the last full financial year. After COVID hit, they actually saved 9 million because it was shut, right? So, he lost 20 million last year because it was shut. And then we, So, that tells you everything about the stadium. But when you factor it all in, they are carrying a provision for onerous contracts of 200 million pounds in their accounts. That that's how much it will cost them to get out of these contracts. You know, when you look at the amount to buy West Ham so and invest in West Ham right? and buy the and buy the stadium yeah, and invest in the stadium, stadium, it's it's over a billion. Is that it's what not it would cost them. Hold on, if someone bought the stadium, is that what it would cost them to pay off everyone? That is because so, people have this theory that we can buy the stadium and we can throw out Delaware North. No, you can't. Throw out no, 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 no. And we no. Can no, but that's what I'm saying. People have well, that 200 million theory. includes West Ham, of course, buying West Ham out. So I don't know how much it would cost. I mean, obviously they bought out L um, London's uh, 185 from um, Vinci. LS185. Now, yeah. uh, how much would it cost to? I mean, there was a big legal dispute over UK Athletics recently, and they wanted four million pound compensation, and and that sort of went legal as far as I'm told but you know even with Birmingham they're not going to go cheaply UK Athletics they're going to what they've got a 50 year contract with another automatic clause an option for another 50 years um, Delaware North make quite a lot of money they're not just going to give that roll over and give up their con 25 year old uh, contract 
without a multi-million pound... I mean, who on earth signs a 25-year contract with a catering company? <laughs> Well, Boris Johnson. <laughs> it wasn't Boris Johnson. Well, Do you know well, who it was? No, he was the mayor at the time. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pushed them the mayor doesn't do this. Yeah. All the that there is something. I still think there's something fishy about that because that that would never happen in a normal commercial environment. Was it David Goldstone? Was he the? No, no. He took over in 2014. Um, I'm trying to remember who who was the. Who was the LLDC before um, David Goldstone? Do you remember Goldstone? No. Typical civil service. I think he went to Ministry of Defence after he left, buying guns or whatever, as a as a well, director of buying people stuff. People who do those jobs and fail, they always get promoted. That's that's always happens in the public sector. But yeah, look, I, I, I don't see... I, I was always... West Ham looked at it and they said they would need a subsidy from the government. I think there's a very good chance if an offer was made by um, Pi Capital, it would be for a pound. You know, they wouldn't offer money. They're not going to offer tens of millions or hundreds of millions to buy the stadium. It's loss-making, 29 million in a normal season. And then you add on all the other loss-making venues... You know, you're talking about a significant amount of capital and operation losses. Um, one would think they will buy it for a nominal fee, but take on those losses. I just don't see it. I really, and yeah. I, I don't see politically. Uh, you said Ian. I just can't see the London Assembly approving it, even if the London Mayor does have the authority. I can see, you know, the the Culture Secretary getting involved and probably. If if Boris Johnson is still in power, obviously this could be a bit toxic for him as well, Ian. You know, considering he made the original decision, and the, mm. and the stadium cost seven hundred and whatever million. So, one would think that most of these politicians need to be out of power before they do anything with it. And that's that's the normal case in these things, in my view. Anyway, uh, enough of the takeover. Um, let's talk about quickly before we go to question time. Um, the announcement, the U-turn of uh, the club today on digital tickets as you know we've campaigned among other people against digital tickets for the autistic and the elderly like Ian um, that might struggle <laughs> with technology <laughs> sorry I had to I'll settle for autistic but not elder I mean I'm 60 next year but I know I know um, you are the eldest of all of us on on this podcast so you're right just just anyway um, I know Huey obviously was very worried about moving over to you know um digital tickets and covid pass so this morning finally after everybody else announced it they made their announcement and it was a u-turn so they're saying you don't need a digital ticket for every single game uh for the first two games it will be like that from the third game they're going to have one code so you only have to download it once to your wallet or your electronic wallet that is or print it off and you can laminate it or, and we'll talk about this in a minute, you can buy a Canning Town Len Shiny. Uh, so that's good news for Len. Um, the, th the second thing they announced is, for people who don't have a mobile phone, they will be allowing, they will offer an option of physical season tickets. So this is exactly the two things that um, Manchester United and Liverpool did and funny enough they've done a U-turn and copied them and, and we have been lobbying and I won't say we we're the only people but you know I did lobby at the top we've lobbied all around and we were thinking 
you know, usually when the club make up their mind, Nigel, you know this, they don't change it. So it fair play to them that they've swallowed their pride and common sense has prevailed. You're being but, too polite, Sean. Come on, fair play to them. Basically, what's happened is, no, 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 we're doing it our way. We don't care about you. We're, this is for COVID. No, it ain't because you was doing it before COVID because it was on the website before COVID struck. You was doing it anyway. No, 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 it's COVID regulations, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. We're doing it. We don't care what you say or what anybody else says. We're going to ignore the ISC. We don't care what they say. Then only 30,000 people turn up Saturday. Loads of problems. Double that to win 60,000 turn up, it'd be chaos. And therefore, oh shit, we better not do this actually. <laughs> Technology moving too fast. Let's go back to the old way. Because then everybody's happy. Some people like having it on the phones. Some people like having a card. We better go back. But let's find a way we can back out of that and try and hold our noses. Yeah. So we'll anyway, tell Sean to they, put out a statement. They, <laughs> they've also announced, and I've done a, I've done a article just before I came on how to. So, uh, Huey asked me to do this, so write an article for old people or or autistic or people who just don't like technology. How to do this? How to download? So I got an email from the weekend of someone who went to the game, and they showed me what you'll get and how you download it to your um your your automatic wallet. I, I've also given instructions how to download your COVID passport, how you can get a paper version of the COVID passport um, sent to you in the post, or how you can you can print it off at home. So I've given all those instructions because it is going to be new from from the beginning of the season. You've got to show a COVID passport or a, a, a negative lateral flow and electronic uh, season ticket. After the 1st of October, as it stands... You may just, it, they may not accept um, negative lateral flows. That decision hasn't been made by the government, but the Premier League are lobbying hard um, to have the option of a, a negative lateral flow for people who've decided not to have the, the vaccine. Um, not for us to decide whether what's right or wrong, but uh, I get they're trying to... So what happens, like, for the first game, because it's on a Monday night, I can't go because I'll be working... So yeah. normally I would have given my two tickets to somebody else or done the um, trading thing. Yeah. Um, so what do I do if I've got like Nick Ferrari's a Leicester City yeah. supporter? So if I want to give my ticket to him and a friend of his to go, yeah. how do I do that? So it'll still be you allowed. You want to get yourself a shiny. That's what you want to Hang get. Hang on a minute. Oh, it's a shiny. We'll talk about a shiny ah. in a minute. But before we do that, you will be able to still forward your ticket. Yeah. On to someone else. They have to register with West Ham to have a, a, a client reference number. Mm. And when they receive it, they have to pay £2. So you can gift your ticket. Just print it off at home and give the people the tickets. <laughs> and say, yeah, there you, you could do that. But then, yeah. uh, then it's, illegal. it's illegal for track and trace. No. And this is why the track and trace comes into it. What's a load of bollocks? Because track and trace is not a legal requirement. Track and trace is not a legal requirement. If you want to do it the proper so way, how can it be in terms of conditions of the club, you have to forward it. There's a forwarding option. You put the email address in. The people who collect it pay a £2 fee to Ticketmaster to receive it. And then, they're and then they use their registration number on the West Ham database. Sean, it, it's been illegal for ticket touts for about... 
25 years to sell football tickets. I, I'm, Never I, I'm legally obliged to tell it. Ian yeah? the correct way of You're doing it. You're not legally obliged because we're not a legal service. You're not <laughs> legally obliged. You're just doing your duty. Good boy, pat on the head. I'm Any... just imagining Nick Ferrari's face when I tell him all of that. Yeah. He'll say, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Len, why tell him, look, if anyone asks, shiny fuck off. Why don't you explain, um, do your sales pitch of a, shiny, a shiny to Ian. It's an mm, aluminium card with your QR code on, and you can either have your own personal Kennington Lynn portrait on it, so it's a nice personalised season ticket replacement, or you can have a hero one with a West Ham star on it. Each of it, each of these have got different rarity. Some there's only one of a kind made, others there's 50 made, and um, I, I think they're quite affordable, uh, and they've got. And being an aluminium comes with a lot of benefits. You read about that later. You don't need to know about that. So I think the people want to use them as a, a season ticket replacement, and I'm happy to help them do that. So. How much? You say it's, What's a, it's like a credit today. card size. Yeah. What's the price? Yeah. Yeah. They're from £20. So if you've well, already got your existing portrait. Don't give, price. don't give prices away. Just... Contact Lynn for details. Contact Lynn for details. And you've been doing this for Liverpool, haven't you? Yeah, I have. There's some Liverpool fans I've had, and they tried them out at Anfield. They work better than the phones because having problems with the phones, they had to keep tapping them six or seven times, which means it took six or seven times as long for the queue to go down. There was delays. Um, yeah, I'm excited. But, um, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, getting my shiny. I'm ex- have you sent it yet yeah. in the post, my shiny? No, or? no, I'm going to send it. But you've got the Liverpool version, really, because you've got the double-coded one with the NFC. Now they're single-coded for simplicity for Amherst fans. Yeah. Give the fans what they want. And that's what they want. Are you glad you asked now, Ian? I'm terribly it's glad more I asked, of a but I quite fancy one. It's, yeah. more of a... it's a work of art. It's a piece yeah. of art in your pocket. To use his it's a collectible. Do, do you not think it's yeah, a, it's a if I want one with if I want one with that picture you did of me, isn't that a bit narcissistic though, a bit vain? That's the whole no, point. Well, That's the know. whole point, Ian, though. That's exactly you, the I market do. we're going after. I'll do okay. one with Thatcher on for you. I've got a little market Thatcher one. <laughs> That'd be a good one for you. Have you? Or Alice do one Campbell. with me and yeah. her. Your mate Alice. You know, do, do one with me and her and her in a West Ham shirt. Oh, well, you better put air on that, Ian then, because he had air back that, when Thatcher was alive. That, that's one for the wank bank. Oh, oh right, we're moving Ian. on. We're moving on. <laughs> right, mm. I think it's time for this. Yeah. It's Facebook Twitter question time. Well, Nigel uh, takes quite a long time to ask... A few questions, and I guess since we've been talking for 80 minutes, uh, there's probably quite a few tonight. Am, am I right? Um, I'll just check. I think there's about uh, are, one, are they on holiday? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Counting's great 15, on radio, don't you find? Fifteen. Yeah. Well, I, well, I could do it quietly in my head, and it sound even worse, wouldn't it? 15, that's counting Dodsey twice. Oh, that's all right. It's not too bad, then. So, uh, we'll start off uh, with 
the recording tonight. The question time is open for business. We'd love to hear from those that went Saturday with their thoughts on getting in in the game. And thanks everyone for your support. First up, it's the lovely Greek goddess herself from <sighs> Woodford, I believe. Belinda Kikakitis. Uh, evening, peeps, she says. No question from Hello, me. Belinda. It's question time, Belinda. But we'll let you off. She said she's excited for the first game. She'll be attending Leicester. She's deliberately stayed away. You, it has been noticed you've not said anything over the summer, Bell. And to be fair, for a woman, that must have been hard to keep quiet all summer. Oh, well done. Nigel. She said, I've deliberately stayed away from social media as the fan meltdowns were annoying and ridiculous. Loving the show. Free kisses so you miss out, Ian. Sorry. There you go. I'll live. Uh, Ed Hughes, um, he says, evening. He says, on-field pre-season looks good. Off-field pre-season is a small concern. I don't know if he's talking about the Daves and Sean now, but is it due diligence Dave taking his time? Is it Sullivan being cheap and spoiling the deals? Or, or is this the evidence there isn't any money? Well, it's not the la latter. <coughs> okay. There is money. There is money. So, as much as you originally said, or was that just you being fanciful? And well, I don't think it was my article, but oh, was there is. Not? Look, people get too hung up about budgets, right? Because it's not really well, a budget. Why report them then? Well, because that's what you know, giving supporters what they want. Really. and that is why people get hung up on them. Though, oh, there you go. There's money available. That's all you need to know. Don't worry your pretty little head about anything else. No one, thank you very much. Aaron Watkins, next up. He says, a great podcast as ever. Did we have a plan at the start of the window? Uh, it baffles me the positions we needed, uh, i.e. striker. We didn't have people in mind. We were ready to go in with offers straight off the bat. It disappoints me, he continues, as we could have springboarded from an amazing season, but with the size of the squad, we were only one or two injuries for being up shit creek. Uh, what are your thoughts on who is a realistic striker you would pick, such as one from the championship? Brady out. Do you know any strikers? Brady in? out. Um, well, there's Adam Armstrong, isn't there? But he's looks he's as if he's going there. to Southampton. Yeah. yeah. Or is he gone? Okay. Well, well he's gone. Then. Medical. Today. Um, I can't think of any offhand I'm sure there must be but there the thing is that there aren't if you look at who's signing who at the moment there aren't actually many players changing hands at all and there aren't that many strikers available so what happened to that guy by the way that we were after in the January window from, is it was from Seville um, Moroccan player he's not being mentioned at all now yeah, I'll have to look him up. You give me an idea Nesri for another story. Something or other. You give me an idea for I mean, that, that's story. A, that's a weird one in that we were so keen on him in January and now he's not even mentioned at all. No, the, the social media websites were keen on him. Probably we weren't. Well, no, I think we did put in a bid, didn't we? Uh, Sean will be looking back to January. Yeah, we did. We did. Speak. We did put a bid in. I'm trying to remember. I'm just. I'm just seeing if he's still you there. Remember, or... you're googling. You're looking it up. Come on, we know. You don't yeah, I know how it works. I'm just looking where he is now. And 
Oh. Lynn, do you know any strikers? I can't think of the guy's name, the Swiss guy. Was it a, a Bula or something? Oh, what? I, I think he's, he's so much like Antonio that I just think that will, he'll be good cover. The um, one I'd really like is Traore from Wolves. Yeah, would you yeah. like to play him up front? Yeah, I, I would. I have a good shot on him, though, but I do know what you mean. He scores, he scores really against us often enough, hasn't he? Him or some maximum. Some maximum from Newcastle. Oh, that'd I be great. I'd like to have, uh, because for me, you've got to buy someone like Antonio. Not, it ain't no good. Not Martin Braithwaite. Braithwaite, no. whatever it's called. No. no. Not, what, not four him. goals in 30 games? He scored. I don't think so. He scored today. What, in a friendly? Yeah, yeah. Is he at yeah. Barcelona, isn't he? He is, yeah. Well, he'll He's get got a, few a terrible more games scoring now, record. Yeah. Did you see? Is, it, is there anyone Dowie in Inter Milan? Did you, did you read about Inter Milan? They're going to have a fire it's sale. They're going to. They are. Their Chinese owners are bust, and they they've got to pretty much sell the whole squad. So anyone you fancy Inter Milan? Inter Milan, Who's really? Because I just read they're about to sign Ed and Jeco. No, no. They're in. No? Read read about them. They're about to go into liquidation. And um, see, there's a big thing at the at the moment, isn't there? If you look with some of the big clubs and some of the Super League clubs from abroad, are now struggling with financial difficulties. So we're actually now seeing why there was this Super League was being and why Real Madrid and Barcelona and like Juve, I think, were refusing to give up on it because of the money that was being backed that they would earn. Because, obviously, we, we see this with Messi now having to leave Barcelona. Um, because even they couldn't even afford his 50% wage cut because of this new pay cap they've got in La Liga. Yeah. Well, so It's, it's amazing that he's going to PSG. No one's going to see him because there's no bloody TV deal. Everybody thought, including him, I was listening to the radio earlier, Talk sport. No one, everyone thought they were going to sign him back on a free, and it was all a bit of a smoke and yeah. mirrors. And it, he was crying yesterday yeah. that, you know, he said it wasn't definitely was going to PSG, but maybe David could put a. Well, the, bid the, in. the thing about it is, is that whether it's true or not, is that Aguero turned mad and said to his people, Can you get me out? Because the only reason he went to Barcelona was to play with Messi. Now, you know. I don't know if the Daves wanted to get the fans on side, go after Aguero. <laughs> Lanzini's the man. Get him on the blower and uh, see if you can bring him in. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Aguero or Messi? Wages. Aguero. We, listen, Messi's wage cut, 50%, I think took him down to 350 grand a week or something stupid like that. So... Um, you could argue Messi's bankrupted Barcelona. Well, no, and that's why I haven't got a lot of sympathy for clubs like Barcelona and Real Madrid and whatever, because it, it was clubs like them, uh, and, and and in a way, it was their their efforts uh, to to keep the Premier League clubs from winning the European Cup uh, that put them in the financial difficulties. They've only got themselves to blame. Um, and in a way, the banks that have bankrolled them have got a lot to answer for as well, because they've allowed them to be a billion pounds in debt. Isn't Barcelona the one that's owned by the fans, though? Well, yes, it's a membership club. So they elect their presidents. So basically, a president or someone will stand up and says, I want to be president of the club. And they have to put forward their manifesto, i.e., if if you you know I remember I think when it was Perez won the presidency of of Real Madrid it was off the back of you know I'm going to bring Ronaldo in and I'm going to bring these players in and uh, I don't know that's the way they do it in Spain and they have a vote um, and, and they choose the player that uh, or they choose the the, the man that's um, promised what they think is achievable. That's who we need to buy us. Anyway. The owners of PSG. The Qataris. Yeah, but they're not going to buy us because they've already got PSG. They well, don't need one club in Europe. Well, they they should have a Premier League club as well. And they might as well, you know, London. I think, it, you know, they've been rumoured for a long time in the past. was a good fit for West Ham. And I think they're the kind of owners I want. Yeah. All right. 
Anyway, next up, Gary Prince, your mate, Sean. He says, evening, gents. Hope all is well. We know that you will need to show COVID status for getting into the ground this season. Well, at the moment, you don't, but hold up for the 1st of October. He's got a couple of points on this. Will under-18s need to have an LFT result or show vaccine status? And what um, about if they turn 18? Good question. What if they turn 18 during the season? How would they know the person showing the ticket and vaccine status is the same person going in? How long is the vaccine status to be good for? If you had your second jab in March 2021, will it still get you into the state? Well, they're all good questions that no one's thought through. Or will you need to prove you've had a booster? By the way. Let him finish. Before you interrupt him, Gary, let him finish. How will they check 60,000 tickets, 60,000 COVID statuses and... 60,000 identities along with the security and bag checks. <laughs> I think you've just seen uh, at the weekend why they're, they're reverting back to uh, what they're doing. By the way, they, they are doing the um, vaccination or natural, uh, negative lateral flow from the first game of the season. Not from the 1st of so October. So I've got to show my vaccine result. You have, yeah. To right. get in the first game. Is that or, or a negative lateral flow test or both? Or. Either or. Right. Um, people under 18 are exempt. People with medical exemptions from the vaccine are exempt. But you, you've got to prove that. But yeah, if you're a, a vaccine denier or an anti-vaxxer or you just haven't taken it for another reason, you'll have to have a lateral flow test that then loads onto the NHS app. Or print. QR code off and that's what all Premier League clubs are doing Chelsea and um, Spurs have already started doing it on their friendlies Um, I'm sure it's going to be mayhem it really is but um, I think you're right I mean I'm not an anti-vaxxer but you have to flash it (laughs) I'm sure you'll just flash a QR code they're not going to how can they check you know no they're not how could they check that it's your name all you're going to have to do is a bit it's a bit like these uh, exempt things that everybody wears around them you know well, there's no way to check whether you really are exempt. There will be no way to really check whether that really is a COVID passport or is it just a Funny screenshot enough, of someone's. Quite, quite a few of them, lanyards. If people, yeah, no, I wouldn't actually. Yeah. But, anyway, it's uh, um, it's more of the protocols than actually what happens in reality, in my view. Yeah. Well, Gary's come up with some really good points there that I suppose realistically we'll only know the answers to as the season progresses. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if it's not a legal requirement to be vaccinated, I can't see why it should be a term of engagement to get into the stadium or a term of condition. Uh, it, you know, people, for whatever reason, can't be vaccinated. And you can't be just stopping people like that. hey Next up, it's Tim Dutch Holland. He says, evening news. Lots. Uh, a great result against Atalanta. I believe they are behind us in terms of fitness. Uh, what this window has shown yet again is that we have no strategy in terms of player recruitment. Unrealistic targets which we pursue for too long and a lack of urgency get deals done. What can we expect from Rob Newman in his role as head of recruitment? Well, he's not starting yet because he's on garden leave. Also, what signings would make a good transfer window for you, lot? Brady out. Brady out. Talking talk about it's really sad that our chief scout 
passed away in the weekend. Robbie Cook, who's a, a long-term good friend of um, David Moyes, um, was credited with finding Suchek and scouting him for West Ham. He came, he rejoined. He was a very private man, I hear, um, but very well liked by everyone. There was no big funfair, uh, uh, fanfare when he, he rejoined David Moyes. He worked with him at Preston North End. He worked with him at Everton. He worked with him at Man United. And I think he went off to Burnley. And then when when David Moyes re-signed at West Ham for the second time, he, he joined David uh, as chief scout. Um, never heard about him. Most people didn't know about him. He's been off sick. He had a short illness, unfortunately. Uh, succumbed to cancer and just 64 years of age and, and, and died at the weekend. And, um, you know, I think it's, um, I'm sure, um, you know, because he's a bright man, I don't, I don't think David Moyes wanted to go in too much about it. But obviously the news is out there because he played for a number of clubs. He played for Millwall, he played for Brentford, he played for a whole host of clubs in, in his youth. But, um, you know, they are, as you've just said, they're bringing in Rob Newman, they're bringing in... Um, David Moyes' son, they're bringing in their whole, they're trying to completely revamp vamp that whole recruitment department, but it won't come in time for this summer, is what I'm told. Thing is, we're in the Europa League, therefore we need a bigger squad than we had last season, and at the moment we've got a smaller squad than we had last season. Uh, have we got so a smaller we, squad or have we got the same squad? Well, well Lingard's gone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Got but we've we've got an extra goalkeeper. Oh, we got lots. Of, we got lots of goalkeepers, so that's fantastic. Um, but but I've, remember, we got Benny, I mean, who's like a new signing, and we've got we've, we've got that is very true. And you've got Connor Coventry, who I was horrified when I heard rumours that he was going to go. But well, it's not rumours. We spoke to go. Barry Fry ourselves, right? We well, <laughs> we went straight to the rumor. horse's mouth, Ian. And and but when we have got one or two younger players, I, I'm really impressed by uh, Jamal Baptiste, for example, yeah, no, who plays plays as a central defender. So it may be that he's going to become a, a permanent part of the first team squad. And there are one or two others that uh, Frederick um, probably yeah Alves. have the potential Alves. to to come forward. But you you still can't rely on youth players to do well in the Europa League. You've got to have. A, a good team to play in the Europa League. Otherwise, what's the point of it? You're not wrong. Stepping stone. And I'll tell you, my fear is that the most important thing for me is to finish in the top six or seven in the Premier League again. To continue the progression and attract the players. In fact, being in the Europa League, if we if we got knocked out in, at the end of the group stage. Um, me personally, I wouldn't be too disappointed because it's our first time ever in the group stage of the UEFA Cup. So I don't really expect a lot of us out of it. If we get out of it into the knockout stages, brilliant because you never know where you're going to go there. And um, let's enjoy it. But at the end of the day, I'd rather we saved. We almost need two teams. You need a midweek team, a bit like the British Lions. You have a midweek team and then you have your, your test team so we'd have a midweek league team because we've got the League Cup as well in September. We go straight into the third round of the League Cup. We've missed the second round. So, you know, there's there's only four rounds, I think, of the League Cup and you're at Wembley for us to worry about. So yeah. we've got the League Cup, we've got the, the, the UEFA 
whatever they call it. I call it UEFA Cup because I'm old. And in the Premiership, I'd like to see us put our best players out in the Premier League and then have a mixture. Declan Rice, we'll know, can play every game. We'll have a separate goalkeeper for the Cups, but we'll have a good goalkeeper. I'm not knocking yeah. Randolph, but Ariola's going to be a damn sight better goalkeeper in the Cups. But you, you than, can see he's trying other whatever. stuff, though. You say, right, he's trying Lanzini as, as cover for um, a defensive midfield. He's playing a lot deeper. Yarmolenko has been playing, you know, Yarmolenko played nothing. So you say that we've got no cover. Yarmolenko is going to provide a, a better role. So you I, do I see... Actually, yeah, when you, know, you look at it, the fact that the funny thing is people go, oh, we've only got one striker. And that's Antonio. Yarmolenko's a striker. Yeah, Bowen's a striker. Antonio. Oh, no, 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 they're not strikers. And but, that's the thing. They're well, not strikers. Nor is Antonio's Antonio and nor is Marco no. Anatovic then. Well, you just shut up and let me finish. I'd have got to that bit. <laughs> Yeah, that was my point I was making. Is Antonio ain't a striker. And perhaps that's what Moyes well, is, is holding now. out for. Well, yeah, but perhaps he wants to take another person like Antonio. But he might be able to do that to Bowen. He might be able to put Bowen up front instead of Antonio. You know, he, he might think, well, let's try Yarmolenko in Europe up front. Yarmolenko's played for Dortmund in the Champions League. You know, he, 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 you know just play Yarmolenko. Have him on the bench in the Premier League games and, and start him in Europe. So the basis is there. Yeah. You know, no, I think that's a good uh, point. Anyway, yeah. I can't even remember the good. question. Well, yeah, we'll move on. So <laughs> next up is Barry Caracas or Carcass, I think it says. Get the bones out uh, of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get, getting in was okay, says Baza. He said, uh, it, it saw a lot of people having issues, though. Uh, checking in COVID status and the nightmare will be real. Oh, he says, throw in checking COVID status and the nightmare will be real. He was barely checked as they came through security. Um, and he says, are there any plans for the club to recognise the 125th celebrations with fans now back? Well, of course, it depends, you know, because for me, it's the 120th celebrations. But still, hey-ho. Um, I think that's been and gone, isn't it? Well, I get what he's saying. The fact is we celebrated an anniversary without any fans there. Mind you, there was the Euro 2020 and the Olympics 2020, so why can't we just celebrate late? I'm sure they've still yeah. got the banners and the fireworks. Or so. just wait another four years and celebrate the 125th anniversary of West Ham. Evian hmm. Turner. Hello, fellas, he says. Am Did you say Amphia Turner? Evian. Oh, right, it? okay. Um, the upset. I used to like her. I think she's dead, dead Amphia Turner, but... How old is she? Um, I'm going to look her up. Yeah, I did Jeremy sure. Vine with her. I got on really well with her. Oh, really? Cool, there's yeah, a free she's nice. Well, she <laughs> looks like a bit of her as well, didn't she? She looks almost the same as she did when she was sort of on TV every day. Did she? Um, oh. No, she's a really nice lady. Yeah, she does seem it. She had problems with her... Who was she married to? Peter Powell. Oh, of course. Grant. And Grant. The crook, wasn't it? Yeah, Grant. Grant. What's his name? Not Shaps. Bovey. Uh, Bovey, that's Bovey. Yeah. Anybody that tries to sell your weight loss to, you know he's not going to turn up to be right. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, Evian Turner. Hello, fellas. How are you lot doing? He says, hope you're all keeping well and safe. And he's got a question. Do you think the lack of any new signings in this window will hit us harder in the Europa League than domestically? 
Ooh, did we just cover that lack of available rotations and depths? Well, look, the window don't shut till August the 31st at 11 o'clock p.m., if I'm right, Sean. Sorry, I'm looking at pictures of Anthea Turner. She's 60 and she's in this, <laughs> she's in this um, um, uh, bikini in Greece on, on the Daily Mirror. And she looks sensational for for 61-year-old. And the second entry into the More Than Just a Podcast wank bank. (laughs) I'm going to send you a picture. It won't do anything for you, Ian, but, um, you know, she's she's a fine-looking lady. Well, look, if Thatcher in a West Ham shirt can do it for Ian, I'm sure (laughs) Amber can do something as well. Uh, Go on, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We slightly went off your stroke. Yeah. There you go, yeah. So, uh, the, the, what the question was, he says. <laughs> I haven't even got the picture yet. I'm slowing. Um Lack of available rotation. Oh, Sean, August the 31st, 11pm. That's when the window shuts. Is that right? Yeah. August, yeah, yeah. So, Slam I'd imagine shuts. at 10pm, we'll be announcing Lingard on August the 31st. That's what I, I think will happen. Um so I think we'll get a few players in. I don't know who it will be because at the end of the day, even if you listen to Sean, it changes every day. So I, I don't even think the, the people at the club know who's going to sign because agents are all being greedy now and everything else. Next up, it's our old pal. Um, oh, yeah. That's a nice yellow bikini there, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to send it I to Ian anyway because I, yeah. I want to be inclusive. Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> Uh, Stelios Kiriakos. My finger is, is poised. Um, there it is. You've got it now. Right. As long as your finger and not your hand. Right. <laughs> Bit odd getting through turnstiles. He said. Well, you see, I think most uh, most women would like to look like that at sixty, wouldn't they? Yeah, not absolutely. So would their husbands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, to be fair, I've got more chance of looking like that at sixty. <laughs> the way my boobs are going at the moment. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> without without the toned stomach, I would add. <laughs> well, yes, without the time. Well, you'd know all about that, wouldn't you? Um, so, Stelios said, it was a bit odd getting through turnstiles. Not everyone had it easy. Atmosphere was decent. I never asked that. Uh, his seating in the probably more lower is very impressive. I don't know what he means by that. Uh, oh, again, he's asked, what do you lot think of the current trend? for shenanigans if we don't sign players is that going to fuel the PAI takeover fire I don't think it will still anyone want to add to that I don't know but I don't know why Stell's asking this question because he was asking us oh, no. on another oh, no. whatsapp group continually all these questions he gets everywhere doesn't he I know so he they, knows he got, answers this he's, he's playing to the crowd But anyway, um, we move on. Next up, it's the soul singing superstar of Tennis. And don't take my word for it, because he has been voted the number one male singer on Tenerife by the people of Tenerife. Really? So there you go, people. And I'm going to Tenerife in um, uh, February, so I'm going to well, go and look there him there up. There you go. Mike, if you're listening, February's the time to come back to England. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> But uh, yes, he has. He has been voted. He's he, he's put it on his poster. Where where um, is he in Tenerife? Wow, good going, at Michael. All over. He's at the Princess Diana. He the is Tenerife. Bar. 
he is. The, the, the bars are reopening. In is he a, an Elvis he impersonator or is that someone else? No, he's not an Elvis impersonator. Oh, okay. He is the, Sean, listen. He's the soul singing superstar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he sings salsa. I once saw a, a Chinese Elvis impersonator in Tenerife. It was it was hilarious. In a, uh... he, he comes from Tunbridge Wells. Who does? Chinese Elvis impersonator. Oh, does he? You know the one I'm talking about? Well, it's about. the same one. Well, he's got he's got a restaurant in Tunbridge Wells. I don't know whether he still has, but he certainly had 10 years ago. And um, every night he'd go and serenade all the pl- all the people. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm exactly sure it was very popular. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I interviewed Sparks last mm. week. Oh, that oh yeah, how did that go? I haven't listened oh, to that yet. Oh no, listen, listen, listen to it. You'll like it. You'll like it. Yeah, Is it's it on happened? the All Talk podcast. Oh right, I'll have a look at that. They were great. I'd... Well, there you go. Did, 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 did you get to play any music, or did they? No. Um, Are they real brothers? Yeah. Oh, they real. Oh, I brothers. went to see the um, film that the documentary that's just been made about yeah. them, the <laughs> Clapham Picture House. <laughs> I went at the ten past twelve showing at midday. It's hilarious. Um, and did you think the CCTV the was fitted well in the Clapham Picture House, Ian? Oh, did, did, did you, you do that? The cameras there. Oh, did <laughs> they obviously did. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice Picture House indeed. I can recommend <laughs> the Clapham Picture House. <laughs> As I do the Stratford upon Avon picture house, the Hackney picture really? house. Uh, there's a few other picture houses. <laughs> you get around, well, don't you, Nigel? Yeah. I get everywhere, me, I tell you. Uh, Folkestone tomorrow. Dear, oh dear, for a 10 minute job. But I, you know, if they're paying, I'm going. Anyway, Michael says, uh, well, yeah, something like that. Hi, he says, greetings from the Sunshine Island. Uh, it's getting a bit close to the line without having brought a striker in. Uh, we sort of answered this, Mike. Who do you think would be the right forward signing for us? And who do you think we will end up with? All the best to you, all gentlemen. So if you're going to Tenerife on LED, check him out. He's everywhere. And he's a, he, he gets them up singing and everything. Oh, his question, do we go with it? Who do you think will end up? Len, did you do who do you think will end up signing? I can't remember his name. Michael Who do I Levy think we'll end up signing? No, sorry, oh. I, I mean that striker from Switzerland. Who do I think oh, yeah. we'll end up signing? I think... I think someone will come available on the continent late once the merry-go-round starts, which mm. means I'm copping out. I don't know the answer. Right. Do you know mm. what? I don't, I've, I don't really... I've got so much faith in David Moyes I don't really care who we sign anymore I think we're going to sign Adam Levers from Crystal Palace and the twins Kirel and Carice Lesby who are the what? sons of a former Charlton form uh, uh, forward Kevin Lisby Kevin Lisby Kevin Lisby yeah Kevin yeah. Lisby is yeah his bad. twin yeah. sons are on trial with us at the moment alright Kirill and Are you allowed to take one without the other? No, I think they come as a package. And mm. Adam Levers is also on trial with us from Crystal Palace. Never what is he, like 16? Yeah. <laughs> so, three more three more Sean Whetstone signings there. Exactly, exactly. Which takes us yeah, to about eight, I think. <laughs> yeah, well done. 
Next I'm, up. He's a defensive midfielder, by the way, is Adam Levers. And he's 19. Oh, well, Thank you very much. Oh, dear. 19 years old. Well, he can't be any good if Crystal Palace don't want to keep him. Oh, actually, I think he's, he was Crystal Palace. He's without a club. He's been released. Well, exactly. I mean, God. seriously. Oh, no, Leicester. He was Leicester. Under 23s, he was released this summer. To be fair, Declan Rice was released by a football club. Yeah, but at a very young age. Well, you know, some people progressed later. Kevin, Kevin, did you say who's the other two? What did I say? I can't remember. Kevin Lisby's the dad. The Lisby twins. Wasn't he another striker that hardly ever scored any goals? Lisby. I'm going to look him up now. Who? Kevin Lisby. Kevin, Kevin Lisby, yeah. My memory of him is he had an Ian Dowie style, style goal scoring record. Yeah, he weren't that great, but he he, he was like a little short striker. See, when I, I when I put in no you, no, he was six foot four, wasn't he? Yeah. Was oh no, you're right, five foot ten. See, when I when yeah, I try and Google Lesby, it just comes up with lesbian posts. <laughs> well, that, 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 four hundred and ninety six games, hundred and forty nine goals. He played. Um, 111 times for Leighton Orient scored 46 goals that was his high, oh no 155 for Charlton but only 16 goals you see I was right yeah. goodness yeah yeah I remember Kevin is so, being Orient now I hope yeah. his sons are better than he was I can't even find them I'm googling them and I can't even find them no just go to Wikipedia that's where I get all my information from yeah I know but I don't think they're yeah but well Sean's enough. like walking it's like Wiki Sean and it <laughs> oh, we played for late night. We played for Gillingham. It's yeah, seven no, games I... for Gillingham, four goals. That was his best run. Who? This is Kevin Nisby. I'm talking about the twins. Yeah. Kirell and well, Karras. They won't have a record, will they? Sherell. Well, Kirell. 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 What kind of name is that? Well, I think they wanted K's, didn't they? As, as their, what, you know, Cyril, but with, with a K. Kevin, and they wanted Kirell and a Karras. Kirell. And a Karais. Why couldn't they have Annie a Keith? Karais. That was the bird that jumped out the helicopter. Oh, now, now. I wonder what <laughs> she looks like now. Oh, no, she looks quite good. She I did a programme with her not that long on, ago. Um, I think she was on Strictly a couple of years back, wasn't she? Yeah. She I did Broadcasting House with her on Radio you've 4. Done, very, you, you do very grown up. Don't you? I, I do. I'm a complete do you know what? Time. Anna Karais is 62. 62. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to have a look at a picture Annika Rice in a bikini. Would I walk? Ian, would you do what? Strictly if they asked you? Mm, no, I don't think so. No? My I, my agent, get me, yeah. um, they've put me up for all sorts of these type of programmes. And I keep saying to them, but really? I'm not a celebrity. Agent, they, want, eh? they want really well-known people. The one I would like to I do is Island. that... Um, love Island. Channel, no, no, I really wouldn't. Channel 5, um, Celebrity Hunted, where you have to escape the police. Yeah, I, I think me and Jackie Smith would be good at doing that. Yeah. Obviously, what? I wouldn't do the celebrity version, but I like that programme. Yeah, I do. Hunted. Oh, yeah. Anna Karais looks all right in a bikini as well, actually. <laughs> they they look after themselves, don't they? Well, We've gone past the milk stage. We're in the gilfs now. Look, <laughs> oh, it's a YouTube video. I'll send you yeah, the YouTube right. video. Yeah. 
Anyway, sorry, we should get back to it. Anyway, Paul Turner said, should anyone over the age of 30 use the word buzzing? Sean's buzzing, but for some other reason now, when talking about the first <laughs> game of the season. I'm with you, Paul. You know that. It's not a word in my vocabulary. There's, another, think, you know, there's another word like that that is awful. Stoked. I mean, we've never introduced that word stoked. into the English language. Yeah. I'm really stoked for the first game of the season. Said no that one That means you're like a miserable northerner, isn't it? <laughs> no, Stoke's in the Midlands, isn't it? Have you ever used uh, the word buzzing, Staffordshire, isn't it? No, I don't think I have. Buzzing? Easy. No, I don't. No. I can't imagine it. What about gutted? I think what word, I... That... what word would I use? Excited, happy. Ecstatic. In thrill. I'm very much looking. I'm very much looking forward to the first game of yeah, the season. Very much indeed. BBC English. Yes. Annika Rice is no longer blonde. To be fair, you grew up on a farm, Ian, isn't it? And I'm amazed that you don't talk like, "All right, there, my handsome, like Dodgy does." <laughs> you know, because I've well, been to Saffron Walden, and a few people did have a funny accent when I was up there. Oh no, they my my dad and my mum. Um, well, my mum wasn't. She was brought up uh, for in Suffolk and Norfolk, but my dad lived there all his life, and he certainly had a bit of a a bit of a Suffolk burr because we're like a mile from Suffolk and a mile from Cambridge here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and a lot of, a lot of people around there do have sort of quite country accents, but I, I don't know why. Master Ellis. <coughs> um, yeah. I did John Bond come from up that way and he talked funny. Did he? Like when you listen to John Bond, if you see interviews of John Bond, when you think like he was a West Ham player, lived in the East End, East Ham when he played for the club, but he come from like North Essex, right? And and he talked a bit funny like that. Well, I'm just so, having a look at that because I didn't know that. Yeah, didn't John know Bond. That. But yeah, no, he he did have a North Essex. John Bond. No, dead. No, Dedham. That's not. That's like down the other bit. That's that's miles away from where I come from. Well, it's North Essex, though, it's isn't what, it? Con- Constable country, isn't it? I've heard yeah, him called yeah. worse, but I mean, I mean, David Cross <laughs> doesn't speak that highly of him, but I mean, still. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but Dedham's near Colchester. Oh. That's nowhere near Saffron Walden. Oh, but it's North Essex, isn't it? It's well, the country. It's up, it's up yeah. by Suffolk, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, but. It's about 40 miles from I get what you're saying. It's over the other side. You're on the tri-state yeah. country for the American listeners. Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> he was sort of over on the Suffolk border. Yeah. I've got some yeah. good news for you, Ian. Hugh is cool. thinking about moving back to uh, Tunbridge Wells. Is he? Yeah. Didn't know he came from there. Oh, he did, yeah. He was... Sean, can Does, I just point out? In... Yeah. Uh, it's Annika Rice, not Anita Rice. And that's I not don't know Anita Donut. Rice. Is it not? Sean, <laughs> <Show laughs> you fucking imbecile. What does she call Annika Rice? Fucking hell. Anita Rice. Is that someone else? <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, that ain't her, Sean. Annika. It's Annika Rice. A N N E K A. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. Annika <laughs> who's, she who's, who's Anita Rice then? Oh, I don't know. Someone in your head, that's for sure. Oh, God, Sean. 
Oh, Nicholas me. Harvey, next up. He says, hey, I, gentlemen. Oh, no, he don't. He says, hey, up, gentlemen. Slip of the old tongue there, Nicholas. Firstly, he says, a special thanks to Lord Leonard of Canning Town for his portrait board with an NFC chip in it. When I walked past it and scanned the tag, it plays Brady out on my phone. Brady out. Is that true? Well, the second bit, I don't know. He might have, prog- he might have programmed it, that, but yeah, he, I did give him a prototype of a, I call it a smart board. So, a smart mount. So, if you've got your picture in a mount, you can just hit the tag, hit the logo at the bottom, the Canningtown Lynn logo, yeah. and it will take you where you want it's it to go. Bubbles I can't remember what program it was. What's happening with the NFT market? We, are, we don't hear you talking about that lately. I'm still waiting for the for Ethereum 2 to come in, really, because okay. I don't really like pushing it when the, this, the, the, the feeds are so high. I'll, I'll be back on it. Right. Ian, do you own any non-fungible tokens? I think yeah. he went to get a cup of tea. He's back now. What? No, I'm back. Sorry, I was going to switch the lights on. I was, you, in, I was in complete darkness. Do you own any non-fungible <coughs> tokens? Do I what? Own any non-fungible tokens. What on earth are you talking about? NFTs. It's all the rage in Did crypto. You, what, what are they? Crypto you, art, man. No. You must be into crypto. You must have a few bitcoins, you know, when you do the... No. Little, no? No. No crypto at all? No. Okay. Hasn't reached you in Norfolk yet. Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> we'll tell you all about it sometime. Yeah. Um, anyway, Nicholas Harvey goes on to say, uh, so our midfield target isn't our top target because he goes somewhere else. Then our top striker target doesn't want to come to us or is it his wage demands are too high? Yep. Whatever. Roll up, roll up. The circus is back in town. Decent pre-seasons performance overall. Shame we didn't have any signings to integrate into the team. Will Ariola come on? What more do you want, Nicholas? Five signings. Yeah. Now, he says, I'm no fan of GSB, but I can't help feeling P-A-I, capitals, A-I, Nicholas, strategy for gaining control of the club is rather clumsy. Um, yeah. I'm not a fan of the potential takeover being played out in the media with Man United fan boy Rio telling us how great it is. Feels like they're just using the fans to make life uncomfortable with GSB. So the question for you guys, is it PAI in, as in pain, or PAI out based on what we know so far? And P-A-I seeing how different they've can't make his mind up on a striker, would you choose Adam Klozek or Andrea Bialetti? Brady out. Brady PS, out. I hope Piers Whetstone's enjoying his holes. It's next week. Uh, one can hope he's required a quarantine on his return. Well, there you go. I'm completely going cold turkey. For those who don't know, this um, Saturday I'm going away to Spain for two weeks. I'm not doing Twitter. I'm not doing podcasting. I'm not doing blogging i'm not doing anything to do with west ham in why fact, can't you do the podcast I, I do a podcast on my holiday so why i know i know and do you know what i have we need it. a break ian <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i did say i could take my mic and they went he did nah, say that right. i went no 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 you no, go right. anyway you're so gonna does come that back mean, does that mean nigel's hosting next week it does yeah, yeah so it's gonna be even more shambolic to be honest that's <laughs> why we get you to come back to be fairy you don't realize it but you're gonna be the boss next week uh you're you're mm. coming back next week aren't you Ian? 
Yeah. I, I was going to yeah. do the end of the month, but I can't do that now. No. Can't you get a proper journalist like Nick Ferrari to come on as well so we can talk about the Leicester game coming on? Do you reckon Nick would be up for that? No. Cause no. He, he's, not, no. he's not really into football. Is, oh, is he just one of them who, just because Leicester won the league and he come on Leicester, yeah. he likes to bang on yeah. about Leicester? Yeah. Is it Nick oh. Ferrari who refuses to read out the um, the phone number that if if yeah yeah I thought I, I yeah I have heard him. I've often wondered what they'd say if I said I, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> Sorry, well, he refuses to read out the phone number of LBC. In yeah, case he does. Yeah, up. he actually says it on air. He says, "No, yeah. I refuse to do it. <laughs> if people want it, they can find it. And ring me up." <laughs> Quite oh, yeah. at, the, at the end of every break, the the announcer says it anyway. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but he go. don't really bring people on to where, does he? A lot of it is in chatting to people. Or I, I don't know if it. it yeah, was well, bre- a like breakfast show is always a bit like that because people want to catch up on the news. So he does yeah. do have phone calls, but that's they tend to be mainly towards the end of the program. I, I don't know if Talksport is anything like LBC, but right. I get calls all the time from Talksport going. Uh, I've never rung Talksport in my life, but they always the producer goes, "Can you go on at this point?" And they're, they're just lining me up and saying, "Oh, we've no, got Sean that's rung in from." Oh, I haven't you rung me? Oh, that well, they actually pretend that you've rung in. Yeah, often. No. Talksport. Yeah, they do. And on that, on Talksport two in particular, <laughs> which I sometimes say, "Oh, my old mate, Sean's rung in." <laughs> no, I <laughs> Yeah, I was just no, passing somebody, by and I thought I'd rig it. If somebody texts in something that is really interesting, then the producer might ring them and say, oh, do you want to come on? Because that's a really good point that no one's made before. But you'd never actually... I mean, that's a bit desperate, isn't it? it, it I mean, Talkspoke do don't do that all the time. They, I mean, often when I come on, it's it's organised and they say... Uh, but on occasional, if there's a there's a hot topic, you know, they have made out, oh, it's West Ham fan that's just rung in. I, I've had that a few times, not all the time, but... I rung up Talksport twice. Once to say when Redknapp got sacked that they should go for Kerbishly. And the second time was when I won an holiday on it. Well, actually, to, I won a holiday. A couple of times. Yeah, I won an holiday on Talksport. Yeah, you know, that, that was fantastic. It's one of them where you're driving home from work should never text and drive people but anyway i was driving home and they aren't they read out a quiz question i'll never forget it is who's the page three bird it will say i didn't say bird but anyway who's the page three person that's in the um big brother house it was melinda messenger so i just text them melinda messenger got home obviously weren't listening to the thing and then the next thing i knew i got a phone call and i said hello and this is like oh it's uh, talk sport uh you want to enter the question do you want to go on here I'm like, uh, yeah, all right. And it was Altsby and Jacobs. And then they tell me what the competition is. And what the competition was, was I had to guess, they read out 10 names, and I had to say whether they were real porn stars or whether they were fake <laughs> Oh, porn high class then. <laughs> That's uh, the sort of thing she the focus he does on her programme. Oh, really? Now, <laughs> I, now, I'm not a watcher of these channels anyway. But anyway, this was the Monday. And if you got the highest score of the week, you went through to the final on Friday. So anyway, 8 out of 10 that I got was the highest score of the week. So I go to Friday. And the, the stand quality weren't great. And they, they it ended up we both got 7 out of 10. The winner got a week in Barbados. The runner-up got a weekend 
in Amsterdam for two. So they did a tiebreak question. It was, what channel is the Playboy channel on Sky? So I gambled. Uh, I think I said 977. He went one lower than me. They gave it to him. But then when I typed Playboy channel into Sky, I actually discovered that I was nearer than him. They'd got it wrong. So I then sort of pointed it out to TalkSport a couple of days later and they were a bit rude to me and that really pissed me off. And then in the end, I got out of them a week for my family of four in Amsterdam in a very nice Marriott hotel with a thousand pound spending money, which when I looked it up was probably more money than it would have gone to Barbados. Well, they knew that they were on a loser there because there's really strict rules about prizes on radio stations. And if you transgress the rules at all, Ofcom come down on you like a ton of well, bricks. The funny thing is, they sort of told me to go away. And when I said to them, they were like, oh, well, we can't know this. And I went, well, you've got Sky. And I went, no, we haven't. I went, well, how's Alan Brazil watching the cricket in the morning then? Because only Sky's showing the cricket. And Alan Brazil was describing very well, because England was playing in the Ashes at the time, the, the cricket out there. So I suggest you run around your building, find who's got the bloody Sky remote control, and check out what I'm saying. Half hour later, they sent me a TalkSport goodie bag, a television... And uh, we'll look into it. First offer was a year subscription to the Playboy channel. <laughs> uh, which I, yeah, which I went, I'm not being funny. This geezer's won an holiday to Barbados that I should have won. I think you've got to do better than that. And I'm not interested in the Playboy channel. Then they come back with something that was a bit tempting that my mate said I should have took, but I'll turn it down, which was to go to a Playboy mansion photo <laughs> shoot and meet yeah, the Playboy so girls hilarious. and have my photograph with them and have a year's free work. To which point I said, listen, I've just had my second child. I don't think mum Prissy's is going to appreciate me sitting up to feed the kids at midnight so I can get a fix of the Playboy channel that you've given me for nothing. Ain't happening. What you got? And they went to me, what do you want? And that's when I went, give me a week in Amsterdam for my family of four. And because uh, I'd already won the weekend in Amsterdam and they coughed up. Thank you very much. Talk what on earth did you do for a week in Amsterdam? I, I found it difficult to fill three days. Tulips. I, I tell you what, I, having been to Amsterdam a few times before, seeing Amsterdam during the day is quiet and a nice city to walk around. We went to the zoo. That was nice. Too many caged animals for my liking, but I think mm. they were sort of changing it a bit, and and it was quite a nice place. But Amsterdam's a, a pretty... There was a funny situation where we're walking along this lovely canal during the sunlight, and then I noticed these flags hanging out of a building, and I recognised the building very quickly, and said to my wife, we need to turn off here because that's the red light district. I'd never walked into it from this way. I'd normally come over from the main road, never up the canal onto it. So at which point we turned left, and, and uh, there was a few uh, ladies there hanging their bits out, which my daughter's going, why has that woman got no clothes on? And I'm going, Miles, keep walking, <laughs> keep walking, girl, keep walking. <laughs> yeah, so we got out of there. But Amsterdam's a lovely city. and it, it, was, it was great to see it during the day, not just at night. And it was great to see it with a clear head, not a foggy head. But mm. still, you know, what happens in Amsterdam stays in Amsterdam. But just not on that occasion. Well, do you yeah. know a bit of Amsterdam, Ian, or? Oh, I've had a few Amsterdam experiences. Yeah. Anyway. 
It's not an Amsterdam podcast. It is a football podcast. We're over two hours long, and we really need to get back to the original story. Which I've got an Amsterdam story that I would never tell on air ever. But still, it was quite. Go on. No, no, mate, never. <laughs> Ethan Jobson uh, says, Remember Hello, your wife fellas, now, this, you doing? this podcast. Yes, we crack on. Just a quick... Ma- it's me mum, mate, I'm more worried about. Don't worry yeah, about right, that. Carol. Uh, yeah, I told her you wished her happy birthday last week. Uh, Ethan says, by a quick way, one By the way, where, where was yeah. my wedding invite? Yeah. We, we, it was a COVID wedding, it? We were restricted on numbers. Uh, yeah, see, I, I sort of promoted you to the two-hour podcast, and that's the thanks yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah, um, you know your friends are here. They, they yeah. kept yeah. John was in Canning Town Lane. That was hilarious. He, he, he fucking resigns from, resigns from my website, defects to Canning Town Lane, then doesn't even invite me to the wedding that you all Actually, go to. That what, was the I mean, how special does that make me feel? When you say defects, he has to do something before he actually defects. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, Knight. No. <laughs> <laughs> he still you hasn't do. done the start? bloody kitchen. Sam Rowe. What have I started? You still haven't Poor. done the kitchen. Oh, shut up, you about that Poor kitchen. Poor Knight. <laughs> Listen, mate, I've done that. Like, there's bits and pieces to do. Anyway, anyway there's a podcast that someone wants to go on. I'll send you yeah. the details later. Uh, all right, Ethan Jobson, what's your favourite ever West Ham chant? He loves the pods. Up the hammers. Brady out. That's one of my favourites. Brady out. Luna McCloskey. What? Yeah. That's my favourite chant. One of the favourite chants. It comes chant. from near Moscow. Uh, my favourite is same old West Ham taking the piss. Don't see that my anymore. Is, my favourite is. Does your boyfriend know you're here? You're Brighton. Not to do that yeah, I think that's really yeah. funny, and I can say I think that's funny, can't I? You, you can. can't, but yeah, I can. You can, you can but. I'm not sure that uh, <laughs> it's PC nowadays. Um, I couldn't give a rat's <laughs> I know you couldn't. You, you know, I think your view is you shouldn't name something and make something of something. But anyway. I mean, I used to like running around Tottenham with me willy hanging out. I didn't like the last two words and I would never sing that. But I thought that was quite a funny song. Um, they, you know they nicked... Literally. When we were in Trevor Brooking Lower... Um, yeah. They nicked some people who who sang that with the yes, extra bits, I, and they banned them yeah, for but life. Yeah, the extra bits didn't, especially when we had like Yossi Benayoun playing for us. I thought it was a bit people shouting that out, a bit near the mark. So in a way, that was probably right. Um, I must admit, I did enjoy once away singing um, like lies, lies, lies. Um, I, I got very vocal with that one. Um, I think that was at Watford away. We really rent the town. The club steward steamed in to try and take the banners down. I think it was David Moyes' first game as manager of West Ham. And um, it sort of it got a bit toxic in the away in, which I did enjoy uh, against the board. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, as for chance go, used to like that. As a kid, there used to be a whistle, and it was this. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. And that used to Rose go used to round in. the ground. Yeah. Right, and, it, and I don't know where it started, but it, it used to just continue all the way in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it without laughing. 
Hello. I can't hey. whistle. That's it, and that's all that used to happen. I ain't got a clue what it meant. And then the other one was... That was the late 70s as well. So, we'll go with them. I remember when I was in a terrace boy, South Bank terrace boy, and they used to start singing Knees Up Mother Brown. You had to really watch yourself, because the whole crowd would surge forward as people used to do Knees Up Mother Brown, and you'd find yourself against yeah. one of those uprights, and you could get squashed and really badly injured. Do you remember those yeah. days? Well, they, they were called the crush barriers. Exactly. Well, they did crush you, I can tell you. you had to. Yeah. The idea is, always, if, if a goal was scored, you always wanted to be... Um, in front of one rather than behind one. I was just going to tell you, I stand on the North Bank and I made sure after the second time on the North Bank, I stood in front of the bar, not leaning on it. Yeah. As Agreed. I did on the first game. Yeah. <laughs> you know your mistake. Anyway, uh, we are at yeah. two hours and 14 minutes. So Only got a couple wow. of messages left. No one have been so listening, it, don't worry about it. It's the start of the season, isn't it? We go, we, as we go on. Uh, next up is uh, Top Fan, it says. This is what it says here. Top Fan. Facebook is saying it's Adam is. Levitt. So if you could have a team of, of a West Ham player and you was the manager, who would you pick and why? A West Ham manager. So if you could have a team, it says, of West Ham yeah. players and you was the manager, who would you pick right. and why? Is it players from West Ham? I think that's How many are we allowed saying. to pick? Eleven. What from the current squad? Nine. Well, no, like players from West Ham. I don't pick get one it. One each. Whatever. Is it just like why, why don't yeah. you just say pick your your, your all time eleven? It's no. It's if you my is eleven. West Ham players. You was the manager. Who would you pick? I don't get it. Of the current squad. No, I don't. No, any time. Well, you're making that up. It doesn't say that. This is so. If you could side. have a team of West Ham players, you as the manager, who would you pick? I think it would be more interesting if you say, what team would you pick now, rather than ever. Because otherwise it's just a My Hammers 11. We've all been on My Hammers 11. Well, except for Ian. Ian, Ian you need yes, to go on there. Have he you? has been Moving on there. Now, What's the matter we are? Has he? Oh, What's that? My Hammers 11 with Hammers Russ 11? Button Monkey uh, Button. Yeah, I did that. All right, there you go. You can tell when a nickname works when the person takes a nickname and then starts calling it himself, as Russ now does. On Guess Facebook. It work early to push the button, didn't he? Isn't it? And someone said to him, why'd you call yourself the Button Monkey? And he went, oh, it was a name given Blame to Duff. me. <laughs> Blame Duff. <laughs> he did blame us, didn't he? Well, ain't my fault. He is a button monkey. But anyway, I had a good night out with him Friday, actually. It was, uh, Jay, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Very nice. Something else Something else I wasn't invited to. No, <laughs> it was a... Uh... Oh, well, that on Friday, I wasn't invited to that either. No, you weren't. <laughs> Can you tell us the um, um, Tony Cotty news then? Tony yeah, Cotty been sacked from Sky. And no, no, the other bit of Funny enough, I have what you told me. I also learnt from the club, actually. Well, share it with the rest of us. 
Well, it's not my tell to tell. It's their tell to tell. If he said it, look, if he said Ask it in a room after. of people, no, no, no. If he said it in a room of people, he can't have a problem yeah. with it. What? That he's in... talking the club to work in the match day deal. Yeah, not just match day, yeah. but on an interview for West Ham TV to do interviews. Oh, we but they don't like him, that. do they? Ah, well, funny you should say that, Ian, because it appears there's been a complete misunderstanding um, oh, really? of them not liking each other, and they're all oh. really good chums, actually. Oh, and now right. it's come out okay. the Ferdinands are the two people, and not Tony Gale and uh, Tony Cotty. It's all a big loving again. Oh, fantastic. Group hug all round. <laughs> exactly. Group hug yes. all round. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> and when asked about Pi Capital, what did he say on Friday, guys? He said he thought it was. Should we say am I, would this count as grassy, Nigel? No, no, not really, because he said it in a room full of people. Yeah, he? He did. He, I thought he edged his bets. To be fair, I looked at Russ and said, "Now there's a bloke that ain't been asked by Pie Cat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he sort of edged his bet. You got to bear in mind, Tony has tried to buy the club twice already, I believe. So, um, but. Then again, looking at Pi Capital, I think he's done well not to be part of it. So what did he actually oh. say? He said he didn't like the way they went about it. He didn't like the way it was. Yeah. Some people what said it was else the boys saying. of 86 was involved. He just yeah. says that's not the way to do it. It does. It's all done quietly. He wasn't happy with it. There you go. Exclusive. More than just a podcast. No, it's not exclusive. It's cause not exclusive. It what about the other people who heard Friday? it? 200 odd people for fuck's sake is he joking he <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking hell well they're, they're people that don't listen to podcasts to be fair it's a podcast they fucking are of... enough of Actually. them fucking oh did they yeah <laughs> Tim and Luke Sharman but... hey. your grasses anyway <gasps> well if I was a grass I'd say what he said about you Sean <laughs> oh Luke Sharman <laughs> Anyway, come on, we've got one question left. Let's get over the line. We've got two. It's Dodsey. Oh. Uh, it was built like three. But anyway, oh, all right, God, my this is a long one. How's you doing? He says. Uh, Brady out. Brady uh, out. Stratford was straightforward and easy. The only drama was the food bars at the back that seemed to think only 10,000 people were coming, and there was nearly 25 to 30,000 people there. This led to queues to get alcohol and food. And that was without Sean and the Welshman. But we you know, know what? The love same, a bit of food. The same thing happened at the Southampton game. There wasn't enough food and there wasn't enough beer. So uh, <gasps> it's like they didn't the know good... people were coming. All right, here's a, here's a, here's a, here is a good point. The good news, with no tickets, they don't ask you if you're in the right block anymore. So you can just walk <laughs> in and out freely. That's true. Uh, questions as always. So I'll do my one last. Uh, Sean, if you're an ITK, uh, I generally believe when you quote Danny Ings is still a goer and then an hour and a half later he signs for Villa, <laughs> you have lost the plot. Do you know what? It's a really good question because I, I did. A, it was an opinion piece that I thought that we could still go after um, Danny Ings. It wasn't, there no, was no report or suggestion. I said, you know. It's all in the timing. Um, David Moyes could do this. And let's be honest. No one got Danny Ings to Villa. It wasn't mentioned. It just came out of the blue. So, yeah, the time is everything. And then the morning I wrote an opinion piece that um, David Moy should go to for Danny Ings, <laughs> about three hours later, he went to Aston Villa. So, fair play. But opinion piece, mm. not an ITK, versus 
a a deal. And I know what you're going to say. Look, if if Villa can and Southampton keep it quiet, why can't every deal be done like that? I don't know. Is the answer? Villa have made some cracking signings, haven't they? Yeah, well, they got a cracking bit of money, didn't they? In the end. Well, I, I, there's a great I don't... another. There's a great article on the Athletic about how that Grealish uh, transfer happened. Can we stop really saying Athletic, please? Because I why? Don't it's a like good sign. I tell you, you know, why? Because I fronted my money up when they first opened, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, and then it was I'll get the Athletic for a pound a pop, and I'm thinking, well, hold up a minute, because I paid a damn sight more than a pound a pop, and not only did they do it at once. They did it four times, continuously, pound a pop, pound a pop. And I actually told one of them, you're taking the piss out of us people that fronted the money up as soon as you opened. So renewal time turns up. So what do I have to pay a renewal? A damn sight more than a pound a pop. So they don't get my renewal. They can go for did you, themselves. Um, do you pay a pound a pop, Ian, or do you get it for free? I think it was a pound... For the first few weeks, and I can't remember what it is after that. Yeah. But I have to say, I I really I think it's one of the best sites out. There. I mean, if you if you like really in depth long read stuff, and the guy that writes about West Ham is very very good. The Rasheed, he? Rasheed yeah. Thomas. I think it, he don't strike me as a I West Ham it, fan. Well, I didn't say I, I've was, been on a podcast. I said he writes about them. Um, I, have you been on their podcast? I have. Yeah. Have yeah. you really? I have, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, don't do it for me. Um, I've, I think the problem with Athletic... Does look, it, isn't it? I don't know if you know, Ian, but they went round hiring some of the best football journalists in, in the land and, and paying them a lot of money. When they got to West Ham, they got the double. Oh. You did run out of money. <laughs> I do wonder, <laughs> and funny enough, uh, uh, Jacob Steinberg from the, from the um, Guardian told me he was offered um, a job by the Athletic. I think everybody was. In, you in, said the best. Oh. Jacob's all right, even though he's, he's moved out to Chelsea. He's still a good West Ham fan. Anyway, um, I, I just wonder, since his subscription model, whether how long it will last. I'm surprised it's lasted as long as it is, if, if I'm honest with you. I don't know the financials, but their model was built on an American model where the Americans don't mind paying subscriptions. Hmm. Um, I, don't, I, I don't think Brits like well, paying a paywall. There, there was no, one... I, I think Go on, let, let Ian speak first, and then you can have your say. No, I was just going to say there was the, there was one article that I wanted to read, so that's why I subscribed, and I fully intended then to cancel it. But then I looked at some of the other articles, and it's kept my attention, so I will continue with it, because I just think sites like that, which do something that other people don't do in terms of the long-read stuff, not just the newsy stuff, I think they, they should be supported. I don't read anything over 150 I'm words. I'm fully with Ian there. <laughs> the problem for me was I felt they undermined the people that had paid the 70 odd quid for the for the first year. Yeah, and no, I get that. The 70 odd quid again, and what when I said to us is is that you could abuse people's loyalties too much. Where you go, fuck you, I ain't paying it. And yeah. I went, I actually put that on their Facebook page. The amount of people who, who went, yeah, mate, you're right. They've took the piss out of us was quite surprising actually of course that was really no weird one though from the athletic replied the day after and, i subscribed was the euro finals and i i went to uh, the people that i was with introduced me to this guy who was one of the group and it turned out to be the guy that runs the athletic and i thought well, that's a spooky oh, coincidence yeah. there you go i mean i've showed you i'm mum up for renewal so i i paid up a year ago when they started mm. 
and and you're right. The, the articles are not just West Ham. I, I, to be fair, I didn't really read a lot of the West Ham stuff. Funny enough, because yeah, yeah, they wrote a good article on Pi Capital. Stuff. Actually, they did. They they did. No, no, I've read that. That was yeah. pretty decent. Yeah, but the, and, but they covered. You, you, it weren't just West Ham I was covering. I, I read the baseball stuff that they did. Some of the American football stuff. I'd go through and read some of the other club stuff. It was, you know, it weren't the level of journalism, and I understand it has to be paid for, and that's why I was happy enough to pay seventy odd quid a year. But when they keep constantly saying pay a pound, I think they did it. You could have twelve quid for a year at one point. You're thinking, mate. You're, well, they're not you're doing that now. I think, year. I think it's seven ninety nine a month. Yeah, well, they weren't not for so, me. But they, but they do lots on lower league stuff because I, I quite like reading yeah. about some of the lower leagues. That's where, that's where I found out all about the Swindon stuff. But anyway, this is not the Athletic podcast. It's not, no. no. no it's well not. done for giving are you giving a real big plug to the Athletic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I wanted to put the record straight. That, to be careful, people, because they will undercut your loyalty. Uh, <laughs> and, and questions, he says to me, Nigel, if it's not called home, what are you calling it? The Olympic Stadium, mate. That's what I called it. It ain't home. We all know where I am. He says it's time to build a bridge and get over it. Shut up. Yeah, too right. Anyway, yeah. What? Well, shut up. You agree with me? No. Um, uh, time to move on, right? Don't oh, bear right. grudges. I'm sure there's an old saying about bearing grudges. But I don't Can know. We get on because I, I want to. I want to have my yeah. dinner. <laughs> yeah. well, yes. You had your packet Some of crisps. What, what more do you want? <laughs> Go on. Uh, like Brady out, then. Brady out. You never said Lindy Sean is a fantastic idea. Let me know the details. Did I not say that? No, you never. Oh, what? Dodgy then carried on to say. Why are you all talking about the fucking athletic? It's a fantastic <laughs> idea. Let me know the details. I'm signing up and I advise all our listeners to do the same. This is my nice saying. One. Grudges seldom hurt anyone except the one bearing them. They are my wisdom for the week. Very good. You would say that, wouldn't you? Uh, last, possibly, and least, it's the Maid Marion himself, the old Bob Dylan of Wales. Oh, boys. I got a first question. Uh, no emails from the club regarding season tickets, but available on the website. Do you think this information should have been emailed at the same time? Good point, Sean. This morning. They didn't email us, did they? They waxed it on I the website. I often wonder that, yeah. It is funny how they still had time to tell certain people in advance, though. <gasps> but anyway, also, will Len be giving a discount on season ticket cards to those who are retired and listen to the podcast? <laughs> Who's retired? Not Miriam. Yeah, Wait, Miriam, do you know what to do? Charge They're him a all booking on the Tesco's fee. No, charge him a no booking fee of two quid. All right. <laughs> That's a deal. Uh, he has got a portrait as Miriam. Yeah. He looks a young man to be retired. He, well, I think he's mid-50s, so's Dodsey. Is he really? That's, that's what a Tesco's pension can do to you, mate, yeah. I tell you. All that Reg Oldsworth stuff, they've done all right. Think about that next time you collect Anywho. some points. Uh, last weekend, he went to see Peter K make a triumphant return to the live stage rather than go to a meaningless friendly. Which event would you have chosen to attend? Peter Kay. I think I'd have gone Peter Kay, to be fair. Since I didn't go to the game hmm. anyway. 
he's gone for the first time since attending West Ham games. I've chosen this season not to buy the official club match day program. Have I made the right decision? Yes. Yes. A lot of clubs are not doing programs now. It, are they not? Yeah. No. Yeah. A lot of I think Derby are not doing it. Digital I, only. Did you see yeah. Ravel Morrison has signed for Derby? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I I watched a Bio um, Ferdinand's podcast with yeah. Ravel Morrison. Yeah. I thought that was a bit of a revelation, actually. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. The stories I could tell you. Well, I'd love to hear them, but he, it, Ravel Morrison came over really well in that. I thought. Did, did, didn't I once publish a story on, on West Ham Till I Die and we got in trouble with his agent? Do you remember? No. Way, 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 way back. Um, we wrote when, you story. Used to write, when you used to write for it. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> you write for a proper website. And, and, um, and, and we wrote a story about Ravel Morrison and, and his agent jumped on and said, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. By, by, by the way, Nigel, I've replaced you on a Thursday. Do you want to know who by? Oh, go on. Well, as long as it ain't Blind Hammer, I don't care. Kirk Blows. But go on. Kirk, Kirk Blows. Blows. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm, uh, you know, that's a proper person. Hey, Blind Hammer is still writing for us. He wrote for us the other day. He only does about once every six months. And the funny, oh, he don't. sent me a text the other day and he uses text to speech. <laughs> At the end of the text, it went, David, Woof. we're on a flight. Turn off your app now. <laughs> 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 Hilarious. I, yeah, I, I think my one was better anyway, but still. There you go. Uh, do you, do you have to check the grammar for uh, Kirk Blows or not? Strangely not. Oh, okay. Sorry, just a little dig at Nigel there. Nigel's I'm grammar improved markedly. Yeah, my grammar. See, did you hear that? My grammar improved markedly. That's a wonder that app. I tell yeah. you, it's a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, last oh, question. Yeah. It says, question, Nigel and Len, if a person publicly calls the London Stadium home, do they have the right to then say Brady out? Bear Brady in mind, out. she was the chief architect of the move and it gave her a nice little pay say. Uh, well, actually, I think they've got no right to say Brady out if they call the Olympic Stadium home. So from thus yeah. on end, if Mr Dodds persists with Brady out... I shall Brady not out. be reading it out. There I'm go. still going to say Brady out, though, if he says it. You can. Yeah, but I won't read it. But anyway, home is where you wear your claret and blue, according to Dodsey. Uh, and life is about making the most of what you have and not looking back at what you could have been. Okay. Get back on that bike to the moon. Are we done? Any Twitter uh, questions? No, because there was a Twitter question. Oh, yeah. for Christ's sake. We're going to do predictions in a minute. We're at uh, uh, one, 151 minutes, which is a little bit of a long one. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Finbar Mackay. Okay, the new. It's a Finbar Mackay from the Isles of Scots. It says, evening, gents. Uh, decent performance. Uh, Finbar, if you are Scottish and Anna Hammer that lives in Scotland, please let me know. Uh, research purposes. Evening, gents. Decent performance against a probably decent side. They are Champions League, Finn. Uh, three excellent seats for 15 quid for me. So he's not a season ticket holder. Looks like we have a good first team, but a Finn squad. Something Sean ain't. 
going to be stretched out more than Amanda Holden's face. Now, do you know who Amanda Ooh. Holden is? Oh, hang on. Let me just... Um, that's, that's, the, that's, a, that's the hat-trick in yeah. the bank. Don't look up Rob Holden, for Christ's sake. By the sake. way, yeah, I was going to say, you beat me to it, Nigel. <laughs> uh, the food and drink outlets did his head in. It was probably no Aggies. But the bars would make thousands more. They improved their service. Half was shut and they couldn't wait to pull the shutters down at half time. Absolute crap. There's a lot Add of pictures that, of Amanda Holden in bikinis. It's like, really, yeah. it's like she likes yeah. to be seen in bikinis. Yeah. And he says he'd like to thank Big Stevie for moving from our section down to the lower tier. Brady out! Brady out. She's 50, Amanda Holden, by the way. Yeah. Ain't we all? That, that anyway, seems Dodsy's, young to me now. Yeah. Dodsy's pipes up. I'm not reading that out. Right. right. Uh, Steve Collins, the boxer, says, Greetings. Due to the lack of new signings, can you discuss what you think is the most important position to fill in a transfer window? Struggle. Yeah. Sean Seaton. We're doing it with Ian Powell <laughs> next week. Hey. <laughs> right. So that is the most important Good. one. Quickly, because hold up, because Dan 35, 50, 65, 70, 42, 80, 90, 64, 65, and 66 says on Twitter, why is it unacceptable for the Baltimore League info to the press, but the same fans who moan about that are happy to pay someone to tell them the same? Uh, what was your favourite 90s kit? We'll go with. I've read your question that day and we ain't answering it. What was your favourite 90s kit, Brady Out? You got a favourite 90s out. kit, Ian? Um, well, the only one I can Norwich. remember is Duncan and Motors, so I'll say that. Oh, right. Was, was what, it the, the current sort one? of uh, away the kit with the, the, yeah. the striped uh, Arsenal like 90? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with that one. Booker. Yeah, I think I might Booker? go with that one. Is that right? Bukta. Bukta. Yeah. Why would I get it right pronouncing? I liked <laughs> the uh oh, God's sake, get on with it, Sean. Centenary. <laughs> I like uh, that. The, well. the Ekru one was 95. It had little bubbles that said under right. sewn into it. We are calling the close. Oh, yeah, I like that one. We're calling it in close. Yeah, We've go. had enough. We want to go home. Well, we're already That's home. That's the end. So... Are we nearly there yet? Predictions. Uh, Newcastle yeah, predictions. away. First game of the Premier League. Uh, Ian, you get to go first. 2-0 Antonio Bowen. Nice. Len. 1-0 West Ham. Okay. <laughs> Nigel? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Ian's took 2-0, hasn't he? So I'll go 3-0. Uh, Antonio twice. And Suchek. Go on, shut Nigel. I'll go 2-1. Like I'll go uh, a Benny double against Wilson. Oh, I forgot about Benny. Yeah. Uh, I've been Sean. Ian has been... Oh, no, what about Ian? Len? Oh, Len said it. He said 1-0. Oh, I said it. Well, I nicked his 1-0. Oh, anyway, <coughs> I've been oh, Sean. Yeah. Ian's been... Ian. Len's been... Busy. Nigel's been... Verbal diarrhoea. Come on, you iron. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. He's still there, Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. See you in a couple of weeks. You think?
of Outback. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 